everyone's now putting their kids in front of cameras and microphones and like getting them to say things like this. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's Sunday, December 30th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, yeah. episode 474. This is No Agenda. Living out the last days of the year in the lowlands of Gitmo Nation. Day 24, living in exile in Amsterdam. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And back in northern Silicon Valley, south of northern, northern, northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. What? It fell over my name. Well, come on! All those things like I'm John C. Like what are you? What are you? Like you're you're like you're a basketball. Like you're like we're announcing you onto the basketball court, John C. Dvorak. Please. What is this? You stepped all. You didn't even wait. You you didn't even get to the duh. (laughs) No, but you went because and you never do a long C. Never, ever. Oh, you don't do a John C. See, this is how robotic we become on this show. <laughs> well, John said, click. <laughs> click. Now, I'm trying to anticipate because we have a delay and all that stuff. You know, I'm trying to anticipate your your C. To so work. you're hitting the, this thing on the letter on C. On C, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dvorak. <laughs> so, I mean, that's John, a very long It's like delay. Will Chamberlain. John C. Rebound, Dvorak. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Well, it's been a it's been a weird day, sad day, sad day today, John. As one of my friends died. Oh, that's not good. No, and it's uh, an old friend, a new friend, a young friend. This is how old um, was he? uh, Adam Langerberg, sixty-three. Very, that's very young to die. Uh, he was the news guy that I worked with for a couple of years, uh, including the broadcast from Iraq in 2004. And he he was kind of like a buzzkill, actually. He was a very, very, very funny guy. Uh, dry humor. And he had, um, I knew he had cancer like a year ago, and then he actually kicked it. And we had a little bit of contact, but I had no idea it would come back. And all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, well, he died. I was like, <laughs> okay. So I was, you know, one of those like, ah, uh, sixty-three, man. That's that's not not that much older than I am. You know, it's like sixteen years older. That's uh, it's a bummer. It's random. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know, and not to mention that I thought you were dead the other day. That was a that was a, a, a shock. And why would you think that? Well, I'm, I'm just going to send you a long uh, text message, <laughs> and so I wanted to see if you were awake. So I sent you a message, are you around? Right. Figured you might right. be in bed, and I'm not right. going to sit there typing away to some, you know, to oblivion. Hey, hey hold on. Don't get angry. Listen. And so it- I type away. So you get panic. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yes. Okay. And you call so- my wife. <laughs> John. Can I tell the story? <laughs> No, that's not how it went. You sent a te- text message. Exactly how it went. Uh, no, that's not how it went. You sent a text message, and it was it's like quarter to twelve, and we're and I'm on my third Manhattan. We're about to go home with, with some friends. We're hanging out, and uh, that's that's over my limit, by the way, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know that that's more than I can handle, and uh, and I get this text message. Are you around? That is the most uncharacteristic uncharacteristic thing I've ever received from you, ever. Are you still there? Yeah, I thought I lost you. Did you just die on me? <laughs> Hello? Hello, Jean? Jean? Jean, come back, Jean. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'll restart mumble. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. 
I only have to talk about it and the guy keels over. Oh, crap. Hold on, let's see what happened to him. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, well, all of a sudden you were gone. Did, were you still well, hearing me? I was going to say, okay, well, here's where I was, <laughs> where you said the thing, and then I said, did you text me back? Yes, I'm here. No, you called my wife thinking. No, I did not. I don't even no, know. no, 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 no. Be quiet now. Let me finish the story. You just interjecting. This is my story. So I, in my phone, it's like, so there's, are, are you around? This is nothing. This is not John C. Dvorak at all. So I'm like, okay, there's something is wrong. He's going to tell me he's ill or he doesn't want to do the show anymore or, you know, like some family meeting. <laughs> You know, it's like Jeez, how do you jump to these conclusions? I was, well, because it was so uncharacteristic. And excuse me, I've been living in exile in a shoebox, and uh, you know, it's weird. It's a well, life is a little weird right now. And uh, so, so then I'm like, I press call. <laughs> I press. I press. Are you quite done? Go on. I press call, calling the number that texted me, and then a woman answers. So when I receive a text message <laughs> oh. and I call the message that the, the number that sent me the text message, I'm expecting to get your phone. Okay. Hold on a second. So basically this all happened because you violated, violated the, <laughs> violated. the rules of texting. What do you mean violated? This was an emergency. Like, I'm like, something's wrong. I got to talk you. I mean, obviously said emergency. I mean, you didn't need me to just say. In fact, I texted back and said, yes, what's no. up? And then you didn't call. And so I, I waited for like 10 minutes, and that's when I called the number. So what did I violate? You, you, you're never supposed to go outside the texting uh, you world didn't, when okay, you're texting. All right, all you don't right, start right. calling and then texting and calling. <sighs> I never got this text that you just said. Well, I yes, sent it. I, I sent a text message right, let me back. Go back. I'm going to go check. I got uh, oh, yeah. This no, is on Google. No, no, you're 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 Mister Consistency with all your communications. You've got eight million phone numbers. So anyway, so I hit call after I get yeah. no reply to this, and then a woman answers and I say hello, and she says hello, and she sounds young. By the way, she sounds young, and in my mind, I'm like, she sounds young, blonde with short hair. I don't know why. I'm just telling you the <laughs> truth, and then I'm like, uh, hello. And then she says, hello. I said, is John there? She says, I'm going to have to take a message. I'm like, well, this is Adam. She says, oh, Adam, it's Mimi. So then we, you know, we get to talking and we figure out what this is all about. But I swear to God, John, I thought there was a Russian hooker and you had had a heart attack on top of her. This is, this is the only thing I could think of. And I, was, I didn't tell this Mimi. This is what time. comes to your mind when I send a simple text. Are you around? <laughs> I got what I got. Holy the, macro, you <laughs> are crazy. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I need to get out of this country. You're totally. <laughs> I'm telling you. You're tell going nuts over there. Yes, yes, it's true. It's true. Oh. Anyway. That was very funny, but <laughs> did you tell Mimi that I thought she was a Russian hooker? Uh, I don't remember telling her that. But whatever the case, she'd think it was a compliment. Oh. But uh, anyway, so then you know, today, then yes, you got to get out of there. Yeah, then my pal dies, and you know, uh, it's it's just weird. I mean, you, you, when you go into certain situations with people, and one of them, you know, I did a, a you know, the guy was on my show for like two years on the radio. But we were in Iraq, you know, for like a week, and you really bond, you know, all the guys. It's like, you know, that's like, you can't explain that. You know, I've also bonded with a lot of the, the Marines who I was with at the time. That's a lifelong thing. 
And this is, uh, you know, and then of course, Ms. Mickey's like, well, it's only going to be like this from now on. You know that, don't you? You realize it, don't you? Oh, just more people going to die. I'm like, ah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did say first, do you want a hug? I mean, <laughs> she said that first. <laughs> well, that's nice. <laughs> then she's like, yeah, gives you a hug and then, get, then drops that bomb. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. Everyone's going to be dropping dead. <laughs> this is what it's going to be from now get on. Get older, you die. <laughs> oh, so I'm like, I don't need this. I do not need this at all. Uh, anyway, people uh, have been uh, emailing a lot and saying, uh, oh, my gosh, you know, the, the shows are so good that you're in Amsterdam. And, and I'm trying to think, what is really different? Because I'm not leaving the house. I'm not walking the streets of Amsterdam. You know, I'm just getting drunk at night. There's nothing. There's nothing. You know, it's like I don't know if it's day or night here. It's always gray. And the only thing I can come up with is that. I'm in a different time zone, so when I'm going through, you know, like the No Agenda News Network and I and my uh, my RSS feeds, I'm getting different feeds because of the different time zone. There yeah. is there is factually nothing different than that, and I'm thinking, if we ever do get back, I'm going to try this as an experiment for a couple of weeks. I'll just live on the other side of the clock, and then see. Why if don't you just here's a here's a better experiment. It does an A/B test. Okay. Never say you're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Just bitch about Amsterdam. <laughs> it sucks, sucks here. here. It's cold. <laughs> Who was that that sent uh, uh, that sent a picture of the one of uh, me outside by the the trash cans? And he said, "This is fake. You're on a you're on a tropical island." <laughs> yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, you can uh, cross one off of the uh, off of the red book. Uh, it was only Thursday that I said, I bet you that if we wanted, with our vast network that is the No Agenda News, the No Agenda producers and listeners, that I could get a Mongolian hat with a picture of the Mongolian dude whose, hat, whose head it was looking really sad. Well, let me tell you, Dr. Peter has done it for us. <laughs> He has the picture of the Mongolian dude looking really sad, and he's ready to send the hat wherever we want to receive it. <laughs> like, are we powerful or what? <laughs> yeah, if you call that power. <laughs> that's a, where's our Learjet? <laughs> that's, about the, that's about the extent of our power. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, we can get a Mongolian hat with a picture of some poor schlub <laughs> who you stole the hat from. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The best podcast in the Anyone tell you any different? Hat. I <laughs> gotta look at what a Mongolian hat looks like. Now he sent a. You know, actually, I, I don't think I afford. No, I think he copied you on the link uh, to what the I hat looks it. like. Yeah, it's one of those furry, fuzzy things. There's a bunch of them. There's ones with a pointy top. There's one that's all fur with a tail. Well, I'd have to look. Oh, out. I know I'm, which one you're talking about. You're talking about one that's got a rim of fur yes, and then it's yes, a, yes. leather and in the middle. Right, exactly. That's the one. That's your. That's that a is, gorgeous that, hat. It's a beautiful hat. Yeah, you'd look like a complete. <laughs> you look great in Amsterdam <laughs> yeah, wearing that. Yeah, with a big target on my back. <laughs> and by the way, it will keep you very warm. Yeah, for sure. I used to wear a bear skin cap mm -hmm. hat, mm -hmm. uh, and I'd wear the or no beaver, a beaver hat, uh -huh. and uh, I'd. You you just start sweating. You could be sit. You could sit down naked. Yeah, and you'd be sweating. Uh, uh, and do the uh, podcast. You'd be sweating because so, so much heat comes. Why up did you just give me the visual of you naked with a beaver hat on doing the show? That, please don't do <laughs> yeah, that. Good. Think please. about that in your dreams. <laughs> 
<laughs> please, please don't do that to me again. There has been a lot of really uh, great response to the uh, previous episode. Um, I got a lot of comments on the financial thing we were talking about, about this uh, all pin, no cash, about the difference with between the American uh, uh, magnetic stripe swipe cards and the smart cards here in Europe, except for Germany. Did you get the picture that I sent you of the uh, uh, of the stop the shop here that says no cash, all pin? I emailed it uh, to yep. you. You got that? Yeah. Okay. I so, got a note from someone too, and I don't know if it's the same note you're going to read from Simon. I don't know. I have to look at the note to see what it's from. Let me find the note, and you can... Uh... <laughs> Let me tell you what. So Simon uh, works for... Um, he doesn't want me to disclose exactly, but he works for a company in the UK where... Uh, and he's, of course, a um, uh, either a sysadmin or developer, or I think I think he's in charge of all the technology that goes on with this uh, particular corporation. And, okay. I, and he I, does mine's the, from my... I'm go. sorry. Mine's from Mike Allen, so I'll read mine after you're done. Okay. Um, so he does a lot of the he, – he's in charge of all the processing for this company. He says the reason why uh, Europe has moved towards this system and why America will most definitely be moving towards it is because um, you choose your PIN number uh, when you get this card. In fact, you go into a special little booth and then you, uh, you, you, know, you choose your PIN number. It's programmed onto the chip. Ergo, the responsibility is entirely yours – and if something goes wrong, if there is a purchase made with oh. your card, it is no longer the bank's responsibility. The bank has no liability for fraudulent charges. And this is why it's so important. So um, it, it either shifts it towards the, uh, in some cases, the merchant, if it's an online one of these, I think it's the 3D secure card or whatever it's called. Uh, but basically, the whole idea is to move all of the uh, liability and responsibility onto the citizen, ultimately. Uh, so, but already here in Europe, the bank says, "Hey, look, you know, someone had your PIN code. Uh, it's you, it's your job to keep that safe, not our problem. Uh, uh, shut up, slave." That's the note that I got from Simon. What did you get? Okay, well, let me just analyze what Simon said first. Mine's a little different, and longer, but he, uh, but. Here's what's been going on. Obviously, you can charge 18% on these cards because it, it's to cover the amount of fraud that goes on. Because there's so much fraud with these cards. It's ridiculous. With the regular cards. For, with our cards. With the magnetic with stripe our cards. cards. Yeah, right, right. And and you're only liable for the first $50. So you don't have to. But they keep trying to sell you this insurance policy, which is another scam. <laughs> yeah. Let's buy the insurance. Or else. Well, no one's buying the insurance who's got a brain. So they say, okay, well, we're going to have to find some other way to screw our customers because we're the banks and the customers need to be screwed by us. Mm -hmm. And so they decided to dream up this other scheme, which is more secure. And then now they have to push the responsibility not on their ridiculous, you know, giving away cars and throwing them in the mail and doing all this crazy stuff they do. And then make it the responsibility of the customer. And then now they can sell, both do two things. One, they won't have the fraud so that 18% interest rate is great. They yep. get to keep it it's all because they're not going to yep. change that yep. because nobody gets the, puts two and two together. And two, they get to sell the insurance, so they get to gouge you for two things. Right. This is a classic banker scam. Fantastic. Yep. I love it. I'm uh, I'm getting myself back really loud now. Did you change something? Did you move? No, I didn't do anything. Put, put, okay, the, so put the beaver hat back on then. Uh, <laughs> Let me take off my clothes. <laughs> no, no. Adam so, did not get... 
is from Mike Allen. Adam did not give the correct picture about using American cards in Europe and perhaps causing confusion among the listeners to the best oh, podcast oh, okay, in listen, the world. Once again, Adam is a douche. Adam is wrong, doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, right. Just want to make sure we set that up. Okay. Under European law, the retail is liable for any fraud where they don't check photo identity of a card user. This is kind of beating around the same bush, but he's yeah. not doing the same thing. It's not the, it's not the end, no analysis. Assuming the user has an EMV Euro card master. By the way, Citibank has these cards. Yeah, they're called World Elite, which I think is hilarious. Yes, it's very funny. <laughs> World Elite I card. Know, I saw that. We saw the same, <laughs> yeah. same note. World Elite. World Elite. <laughs> no, I need that. The liability shifts from using the bank law, leaving the retailer without risk. Maybe Adam has come across some retailers in the Netherlands who don't understand the legal requirements or have decided to tell the staff not to take non-EMV cards, but it's the same everywhere, including Germany under European federal law. Ooh. One often sees Asians and Middle Easterners with EMV cards issued by their banks, so the practice is spreading outside of Europe, like the GSM mobile phone. Uh, if you want okay. to go to the Doyen restaurant, they said they'd take your money. But anyway, uh, what else did he say? Card fraud has greatly reduced the. as a result. There we go. That's what what the whole thing right. is. is. Well, it's not about reducing fraud it's and not, keeping it's not, the interest yeah, rates high. Yeah, exactly. It's not about reducing the fraud. It's about uh, shifting the responsibility onto the onto the customer, so that it's your problem. Because you know we have uh, we have a great bank. We have uh, Mechanics Bank, and uh, you know remember uh, the, the last Hot Pockets tour, maybe the one before. Uh, so we're in God knows where we were, and all of a sudden we get like. You know, four hundred dollars withdrawn in Los Angeles, and the bank goes, oh, "Okay, you know, hey, you know, no problem. It's not you. We'll take care of it." You know, anything, anything immediately they take. In, in fact, even when uh, Mickey paid a fine in Los Angeles and they double charged her card, uh, uh, you know, they said, oh, "Okay, we'll just we'll just credit you the uh, uh, half the fine or the you know one times the fine, and we'll take it up with them." I mean, they're really, really good. But that is just kind of over here, you know. Here, if you know, once you've authenticated, that's it. You're done. It's your responsibility. No one's going to help you get yeah, it. Yeah, you got double charge. Too bad. Too bad. Pound it. Pound it. We don't baby. have time for you, <laughs> slime balls. Shut up. No, we have a, one of the last real banks. Yeah, we do. We do. Even though there's still a bank, I want to. Then he has this little comment as a PS. Adam mentioned that he still has a Dutch bank account. And he wants to know, and you can now. This is a question. Doesn't ask Adam. Mm-hmm. Why don't you use that account? To- Hello. I lost you. Ugh. Is this what it's going to be today? Is this what it is? Hello. Ah oh, man, that's annoying. And particularly because I got to reach over to get to that computer. What is going on here? Mm. Come on. Hello. Oh, now he's now he's now he's really gone. Okay. Let's wait for him to log back in. I'm t- I'm telling you, I'm thinking. Yeah, you there? Yeah, I what? just came. I did the same three God, well, This is crazy. Okay. Anyway, so ask Adam. Adam has a Dutch bank account. Yes. Yes. There are no bank charges in the eurozone for payments to other eurozone bank accounts, other than say a twenty cent debit fee. Nothing if you have free banking. At your end, you wouldn't have to pay the five percent. The donor would just go to their PC and put in Adam's IBAN <clears throat> and amount and approve the transaction, and the job's done. There is space for messages to the beneficiary too. I can't use PayPal because PayPal won't accept my Platinum Visa card, but I would have no problem with a bank payment. Adam could see the incoming payments if he signed up for e-banking. 
even while his wife is in captivity in his own in her own country. More I bands. Yeah, you give more on I bands. There's a Wikipedia article. Yeah, but what's the point? If, if if we start uh, sending all these transactions back to the U.S., then uh, this, look, this account is going to get closed because I've been using it as an American citizen. They have to report that. My account is over. I mean, I, I'm just any day now. They're going to be like, uh, "Hey, man, it's like we don't want to do all this paperwork, so we're going to close your account." Yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what they say. That's how they sound when they say it too. It's like, "Hey, man." <laughs> so we did something else that um, I'm going to get off my chest here. Um, there's a very, very small movie theater right around the corner. They have four screens, and it's it's literally like. You know, like uh, someone's extra bedroom. You know, so maybe each each theater has. I'm just gonna guess, maybe 50 seats, and maybe 70, 75. And um, so we go to see Argo. And of course, um, um, you know, when when this whole Benghazi thing came down, um, which we knew was a uh, uh, you know a complete. Con job. It was uh, guys hired in Tunisia to go and kidnap the ambassador, and then it went wrong, and uh, a couple guys died, including the ambassador, and that screwed everything over. So uh, we knew that Argo came out at the same time, which has a very similar theme. It was, in fact, the whole idea was to make uh, President Obama look like a hero, very much uh, like what eventually happened with Reagan when he got all the hostages back. There was a little, a little thing called Iran-Contra involved, and there were some other shenanigans going on. So I'm kind of expecting this movie, if you've not seen it with Ben Affleck, you know, to, be, to be kind of in line. And uh, so I'm watching this thing, and you know, it's based on a true story. And it ends, and I'm like, okay, well, gee, that was a nice CIA movie. Yeah, have you seen the movie, John Argo? No, I wasn't planning to see it. Oh, you might want to see it now because – so I'm the guy that sits there and I always want to see the credits because I want to see, you know, uh, who just who's really – I want to see the the producers. I want to see who paid for it. You know, And it's all on the credits. You can't really – I guess you could probably get it off of IMDb maybe, but to see it in the theater is important. So the lights are even on at this point because no one sits around for the credits apparently in Holland. And, I'm, you know, and Ms. Mickey and I are staying there. And we're just waiting and we're waiting. And then the first thing that comes by is um, Central Intelligence Agency did not approve the use of their logo or anything. I'm like, wow, okay. So the CIA clearly wasn't involved. Then all of a sudden, Car a voiceover comes on, which is Carter. And whether it's him or it sounds like him, and so I don't know if it was a voice artist or if, it's, uh, just, uh, or if it really was him. And it's basically Carter taking credit for getting these six... Uh, hostages back <clears throat> and of course we know that what really happened is yeah you know uh, Canada got the credit but these six hostages came back with the real you know the the real Ben Affleck from the story but then you know a couple guys died they tried to go and get the rest of the hostages that all became a fiasco then of course Reagan uh, won the presidency and then he brings them all back and he's the super duper hero but the way it was played it was like oh my god they're giving Carter credit for bringing back the hostages, kind of rubbing over the whole, uh, oh, you know, don't worry about the, the other ones and all that. It, there's no mention of all the stuff that went wrong. And then it says, special thanks to the first name on the list. Who do you think that is? If you think State Department. No idea. If you think State Department, you think they made this movie, they did it in concert, uh, you know, to kind of 
mind control people into getting ready for the whole uh, Chris Stevens kidnapping, and the president would look great when he when he you know we had like a, a Ben Affleck go in, which of course would be Obama, you know, because you know it, Navy SEALs didn't kill Osama bin Laden, Obama did, um, well, kind of fake killed, whatever. So if you think State Department, if you think a setup, if you think this movie is completely set up to be a part of this whole ruse, who would the first name be on the special thanks to? Well, I mean, you. I mean, it's a trick question, obviously. Well, it can't. It wouldn't be Hillary, or would it? Huma Abedin. Oh, that is a trick question. (laughs) I'm like she's listed. She's the first one. Special thanks. Like, okay, so this was the whole. Yeah, this is. Yeah, go ahead. That's amazing. Yeah, so the That's whole good catch, by the way, good for you. So the whole movie is—it it really is true. It was a whole State Department movie, movie, and it was really set up to be a part of this whole psychological operation. So no wonder Hillary was incensed when it went wrong. She's like, "Wait a minute, I financed this movie. I got all this. I got it all set up, and then you know, the Tunisian guys and screw you it guys up. screw it up, screw it up, screw it up, literally." So I yeah, just I, know. I she, thought that was she was so mad it was amazing <laughs> that was the giveaway that the yeah. thing was a scam yeah yeah she was very pissed off very not only that but she ended up getting a guy killed yeah oh, oh then killed. then there's that yeah minor detail can you well, just you know, can you, can collateral you, damage my friend collateral damage can you just turn your mic like three degrees or something it's just it's for some reason it's just like slapping um, back. now I'm booming know. yeah you're booming. Yeah, this is better now. Am I, I okay now? You. Yeah, you're fine. N- now you don't hear me at all? No, I hear you. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. Is this better? <laughs> it's not about you. It's about it's about me hearing myself. That's I don't want to hear myself coming through your microphone. So it's just Oh, a, now it was fine a minute ago. Well, yeah, okay. no, it's all okay. right. I can move the I can move the mic. Anyway. So, so no whatever you did just a second ago was fine. Now it's sucking again. So Okay, hold on. Let me move it back. Yeah. There. Is that better? Uh, let me see. Jake uh, back. Uh, what? Sorry. What was that? <laughs> you know, there's. A, I don't know if it's a good practice, but everyone's now putting their kids in front of cameras and microphones and like getting them to say things like this. Juice bag. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good practice. I don't know if this is really good. <laughs> You're gonna have this, a whole generation, <laughs> a whole generation of kids who talk about douchebags. And don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. It's just, it's, it's just not gonna be good. We should have played that by the way. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. A classic. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, in 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 the morning to you, Citizen Dvorak. I think we're going to be seen as a corrupting influence. In the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, although our ship at sea seems to have been moved. Mm. Also, uh, in the morning to uh, boots on the ground and feet in the air, subs in the water, and all the dames and knights out there. Yes, and also our artists who are always contributing to the art generator, noagendaartgenerator.com. Thank you, Creepy Uncle, for the art that we used on episode 473. Today is 474 show notes at 474.nashownotes.com. And in the morning, to all the human resources there in the chat room, uh, noagendachat.net, noagendastream.com. Always uh, nice to see you all uh, uh, charged up and ready to go, depleting your $9.1 million worth of value. It's funny, I've gotten like four people in the past week who have asked me for a link 
about that. Uh, it's actually the EPA who values a life. Uh, an American citizen is worth $9.1 million. And uh, four people asked me about that this week alone. I don't know what's going on. They say, is that really true? To Wall, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We of can't course. keep track of this stuff ourselves. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it is true. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cool. Sounds though. right. You can just use the uh, search dot uh, dot com, and it usually shows up. It's actually kind of cool that way. So one of the things, uh, unless you want to think, we maybe should thank a few executive producers before we start actually doing anything important. Okay. Um, of course, I you know I, I, I it's funny because I say that. Yeah, and, and just and, as I closed, <laughs> just as you closed the spreadsheet, very good. Yeah, but you know the funny thing is, the great thing about computers is that things can reopen rather quickly, especially if you're running a fast machine. Okay. All right, so so here's what we got: we have a bunch of people that came in because uh, we only have one day left before we stop giving away rings, right? For the knighthoods, and everyone gets a pin, which I think is better, to be honest about it, than the rings. Well, but a lot of but, people also have been saving up, uh, wanted to just yeah, complete we have it. People you know, on so. the, there are a bunch of people that are on a, on a layaway plan that we're, that we're putting the rings aside yep. for. Okay. And uh, other people have requested a, to put to do a put aside because they're, they're on their way. And mm-hmm. so we've done that. Right. And uh, But we're going to be running out of sizes shortly. Um. Doug Owens comes in uh, from uh, overseas in the Army, I guess. Wow. It's kind of interesting. Wow. With $1,230.12 the uh, instant night. And he says, if I can get this whole he's note a, open. He's a, ship, he's a ships at sea? No, he's a, He's our ships at sea guy. <laughs> he's, no, not at sea, but in the sand. Yeah, read you the note. Read, the read, beginning read, read of the this because I, I have in the morning... And end of the uh, year like, to you. Doug here from St. Yeah. Petersburg, Florida, in Afghanistan by way of Naples, Italy. Now, Sir Doug the Sailor to you, not at sea, but in the sand. So he, so I guess he's a Marine then. I'm just I'm just guessing. But he's in Afghanistan. Well, he wouldn't call himself a sailor if he was a Marine. If he has humor. Of course he does. Well, maybe. Of course he does. I well, loved hearing no, that. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, John. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me the guys in the Navy say, I'm a sailor man. It's like... Really? Does anyone in in the armed forces uses that term "sailor" for themselves? I don't know. No, of course the, not. All the hookers say, "Hey, sailor!" Yes. <laughs> hey, sailor! Yeah. He says he loved hearing that he shouldn't listen to no agenda in Afghanistan. As I sat listening to Af- in Afghanistan, <laughs> now I don't know who told him this. He doesn't I didn't say. say that. I didn't say that. No, I think somebody over there did. He says, I've almost been listening for a year and would have donated earlier, but Ron Paul was calling not only for my vote, but for my money. He got both for me, and all I got was this shitty deployment. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It also gave me a chance to vote for Gary Johnson. All right. That didn't work either. Isn't democracy great? De-douche me if you must, but I don't know if it will help with the smell. (laughs) I like the one one dollar an hour formula as it makes me good for a long enough t- makes me good for a long enough time to scale my way back after falling over this cliff. I would like to call out Richie, Garrido, and the neocon statist Popper as douchebag. Douchebag. Not only for not giving money, but also for not listening. <laughs> I'm tired of hitting them in the mouth. There's there's blood on my hands. Maybe it's from. Abba, what is it? Adabombo? 
the most limited, the most liberty-minded black guy I know. Okay, I don't know who that Adam, is. Adam, if I weren't an AFG, I'd offer you to stay at my house in Bella Napoli, Napoli. to help you Napoli. save Napoli. Napoli. Yeah, really, Bella Napoli. You're right. <laughs> really, to help you save a few dollars. But my wife didn't sound very thrilled when I mentioned it. Oh. <laughs> we do need a house sitter starting at the end of January. If you care to watch my dog, mm. this can be for as long as you need. Since your belongings sound like they may be on the curb pretty soon. Here's your chance to find your way down to Southern Europe to get some of your tax dollars back. This could work towards the wife's damehood. No, she needs a hit in the mouth too, since I haven't been able uh, been there to do it. I have no idea what my ring size is, so please wait patiently. Okay, well, as long as it's not nine and a half. <laughs> anyway, so he needs a uh, "Don't eat me, Hillary." Shut up, slave in Italian. Followed with two shots of the head karma. Wow. Okay. Uh, so shut up, slay. No, it's shut up Italian? Okay, don't eat me. I got it. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. Shut up, slay. You've got karma. All right. All right. I got it. I got you, man. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, keep our options open for, open for the uh, uh, end of January. Uh, house sitting in Bella. Napoli, or Napoli, as John would call it. Napoli. Napoli. <laughs> Napoli. It's a Napoleon. Right. Thomas Ward in Millison's Point, Sydney, New South Wales, 1,000 instantite. Wow. Gentlemen, only been listening for a few months. Loved the show. Re- realized just how much uh, I loved it when a month ago, while listening to John on one of his justified rants after a pretty poor round of contributions, I blame the listeners. Not only do you have a model different, re- a different revenue model, but you rightfully give your ris- listeners a hard time, and we still pay up. I love it. Uh, listening to you two has been fantastic. It makes me feel a hell of a lot better about being myself comparatively, about being myself comparatively, that is, and while people's opinions and my opinions have not exactly improved, at least they are not, they now just blame my rants on YouTube. Oh, wait a minute. So, so wait a minute. So, when when he says something weird uh, in brackets, in quotes, in parens, then they just say, "Oh, that's that Curry and Dvorak talking again." Exactly. Okay. Well, I mean, I do this. I think everybody does it. I do it with a good friend of mine who's just obviously listens to Michael Savage all the time, uh-huh. and he just mouths him. I said, "This is Michael Savage talking, not you." <laughs> so that we've gotten to that level, apparently. Well, that's unfortunately we haven't gotten to his salary level, but otherwise <laughs> no, we yeah. haven't gotten the millions of dollars <laughs> those guys make. All right. The Rush Limbaugh, four hundred million. No, I've always been a contrarian. Uh, Ward goes on, but as I say now, at least as my arguments are so peppered with your thoughts, they just blame you. <laughs> I really love propagating the formula. But I'm not sure if this is typical, but I tend to get two responses after they listen to you. They either love it or they hate it. So far, uh, 10 to 1. <laughs> As well, that hate, is 10, 10 love, 10 one love, hate. one hate? Really? Wow. I don't think so. No, I, I think he's confused. I think it's really – the numbers I've been getting are mostly half and half. No, I, I, I get uh, pretty much hate it. Well, that's just you. Yeah. I am contemplating using this as a method of determining whether I continue to socialize with them. Aha! Mm -hmm. I always say just preach to the choir. This is a different decision as some of the haters are are very pretty. Oh, yeah, we have a lot of – how can this be? These poor women are robots. Pretty haters? Pretty haters. Oh, I'm so pretty, but I hate hate the way they're free thinkers. They actually (laughs) think for themselves. Conspiracy theorists. I'm just, you know – 
As I say, I've loved listening to the two of you. I've always believed I had a healthy skepticism for most things. And listening to you just cultivates the skepticism. Uh, and we'll be glad to hear that skepticism is also towards you, too, I so, guess. So, anyway, so Tom. Could have uh, summarized better. Well, let me just say, let me just say to, to Tom, who will be Sir Thomas uh, later today. Thank you very much, first of all, for that. Uh, for that, you know, I, I love what he says here, and um, what this is a, a continuing theme that it is good. It's an eye for, opener. It is good for your soul. You know, the, the, when you have, if you so, if you found this program, this is what you're feeling. You found this program. You know that you're being bullcrapped one way or the other. You feel kind of weird about things that are going on, about the zombie-like way in which most people react. And then now all of a sudden you find this community, which is not just us, us two. You know, there's there's art, there's music, there's all kinds of things underneath these layers of this community. And it turns out there's a lot of people like you. And and I should mention, in many ways, we're just a conduit. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. No, people send us stories that, oh, well, then we put two and two together. Oh, we yeah. Just, well, that's why we have producers. Uh, that's why listeners are producers. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If it wasn't for the listeners, the show would suck. Yeah. Well, but yeah. It, it doesn't suck because we have great listeners. Producers. Producers. Yeah, we have great listeners and producers, but producers mostly, the ones who actually get involved. Patrick Vaughn in Traverse City, Michigan, 834.7, recently passed my Red Hat Certified Engineer exam with a score of 583 out of 600 and decided to congratulate myself by donating... This is someone we have to put in the notebook. Congratulate myself by donating to the No Agenda show so I cashed in some vacation time. Hopefully this helps make Amsterdam bearable for Adam and Mickey and should finish out my knighthood. And he needs karma. Yeah, I'm happy to give you that karma. Thank you. Congratulations, by the way. You've got karma. With your official certification, and you shall be an official sir uh, later on. And we have a, a really long list of knights, which is great. This is because this is yeah what, we have a, this, this is, is, is a this end is of it. the year yes yeah, end of the year this is it this is done we're massive done. knighthood we're done after this yeah we're done with the <laughs> the 2012 knights absolutely Donald Philipchuk in uh, Calgary Alberta eight nineteen where all the money comes from eight nineteen sixty six in close please find my donation knighthood donation here's the best podcast in the universe give me a hey citizen an original you will obey a douchebag karma okay. thanks. Uh, Sir Donald, to you. Okay. Uh, so, hey, citizen, original obey, and then a what? Douchebag? A douchebag. Douchebag car- karma. Really? Okay. Hey, citizen. You will obey. Odd karma. Very odd. Odd. Very odd. But he's from Calgary. What do you expect? Yeah, the stampede. The st- home of the stampede. Just guy, go check the stampede. I want to go. Scott William in Ann Arbor, Michigan, seven ninety ninety two. Dear Jeb and Allen, I'm so glad the path to no agenda knighthood doesn't involve dressing up in dark cloaks, laying in a coffin, confessing my secret, uh, my secret sexy woes to some long dong silver mofo, only to emerge as my new self into a wanton orgy of elites while watching them munch on the sweet breads of some newborn baby. Oh, he must be talking about the what's that Bones Club or whatever the hell they call it. Skull, in Yale? skull and bones. Yeah, yeah, skull and bones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, instead, it involves giving with joy, and that equals loving. For thirty-three years, mm-hmm. I've been. What was that? Yeah. Uh, bell doesn't sound so good. I've been depleting my human resource value of nine point two million, and even though I'm just an ordinary folk getting by on an hourly wage job, I've managed to give up 
save up 790.92 this year, so I'm giving it all to you wow. for the completion wow. of a knighthood. And like any good citizen living out the American dream, <laughs> I happen to be a penny short. May I humbly request a persistent jet contrail science two to the head karma with the penny. Uh, okay, let me. I'll do the penny again if I can fit it all in here. Hold on a second. Uh, science to the head karma. Okay. You've got karma. Hey, 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 hey. Pretty good. Pretty good, I say. So, by the way, he uses the the word folks. Well, I have a clip. I have a clip, too. Let's uh, let's get through uh, this first, and then we'll talk about folks. that's interesting. You have the same clip, I bet. Tim in Calgary. Mm -hmm. Another Calgarian in Alberta. uh, Calgarian. 73711. No name, please. Just Tim. Uh, he needs to get his knighthood. Deducing karma would be great. Uh, and then he's got uh, some, some other stuff. Thank you, Tim. You've been deduced. You've got karma. And you shall be knighted today, Tim. Lovely. Thank you. A lot of long notes. Tim, thanks for the short note. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you get the beginning of this one, or does it just start suggested? Uh, I have Dear Alan and Jeb. My wife, Christina, suggested the douchebag button. The douchebag button. button. Yeah. Too bad that never took off, or else my Christmas list would have been easily taken care of. The other day, I discovered that 176 children have been killed by drones in Pakistan alone since 2004. And he has a source listed, which we'll put in the show notes. If my math is right, that's one Sandy Hook per year for the past eight years, and no one cared. Granted, I'm looking at <laughs> a compromise. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I think we cared. I think we actually have killlist.curry.com. I think we've been tracking it. Yes, we and we do care. It's ridiculous. The uh, one question, especially with the crocodile tears of Obama, the one question, let me be clear, I would not have sought out this information if not for the best podcast in the universe. So I thought it was time to complete my knighthood, uh, counting at the end. I commute to Gitmo Nation hot dog, New York City nuts, every day, and I'm potentially, could you could imagine somebody listening to the show? It's like, figuring out what, what the, the hell, hell are, are these New York talking City about? Nuts? <laughs> what are these guys as maniacs? We're going to lose a lot of newbies. I'm potentially subject to the search by the Port Authority Police and the Armed National Guard on every trip. Yeah, that's what? right. Yeah, that's when you uh, when you take the PATH train into New York City. They have the National Guard. We've talked about this. This has been going on for years. They have the National Guard standing there to pull you aside and frisk you. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Gitmo Nation hot dog. Brother. Uh, New York City nuts. In the meantime, please send karma to my wife, Christina, Allen, Jeb, Mary, and... All the no agenda producers everywhere. If you can throw in a yay, that would be great. Oh, hold on a second. I'm sorry. I'll get that going. I'll find a yay. You've got karma. And that was a $600 winner. Uh, I.J. Herka in Bargo, uh, New South Wales. Herka is phonetically pronounced her car. Uh, my location is actually Sydney. Despite whatever PayPal tells you, donating to get me closer to knighthood this side of the end of the year, and because no agenda has kept me sane during the long commutes uh, during the holiday season, I'd love a karma shot for the new year. Absolutely. It's those commuters. You've got karma. Which is pretty Tom, much uh, 90% of the audience. Yeah, pretty much. That's a good show for them. Thomas Badrick, Nutley, New Jersey, 38286. I couldn't think of a better way to spend my crappy holiday bonus than to give a hefty chunk to the best podcast in the universe. And at the same time, complete my knighthood. In celebration, I'd like to hear the Fisco Cliff, followed by the little girl, yay. Uh, here's to being broke together in the new year. 
<laughs> Does he want a karma with that, or is it just fiscal? Cliff I and- would think so. Okay. You've got karma. Yay! <laughs> Cloud Sigma AG uh, in Zurich, three thirty three thirty three. Christmas greetings from Cloud Sigma to all the sysadmins and IT slaves of the world. Hey now, Bernie, who run the world, by the way, and are the only saviors. Bernie Adama, Atima. Hinton, Iowa, three three three. In the morning, John and Adam, my donation at three 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 completes the knighthood. Uh, plus a hundred dollars adds thirty three to the new pin and shipping. So he's on oh, for the pin. Perfect. Uh, now we got to keep track of that. <laughs> wait a minute. Let me just hear how you Jump did that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me just hear how you did that. So wait a minute. So uh, <laughs> people are like, oh, love us so much. They're like, hey man, here's the here's the money for the shipping of the pin. And what's John's response? Uh, well, I'm gonna take it. Nice, nice. It's part of the no, format. You no, know, here's what the problem is. It's, it's part not of the that. format. Uh huh. I think it's great that this this idea works, but it's like I just know there's going to be a bunch. I said 33 in, and nobody I never heard from you. And because we don't read, we won't be reading these. It's going to just be. I'm gonna. Yeah. We're gonna have to do something on the database to make sure we pull these out and don't miss anybody. Yeah. What? How about I, I know what we're gonna do? We're gonna list all the nights, and then we're gonna have a checklist. That's what I'll do. I'll make a big print of all the nights. There's lots of them. And then I'll okay, I'll deal with it. Please give a shout out. <laughs> wait, to wait, wait, wait. I just, I just, I just want this codified. John Jeb Cedarvorak just said, "I'll deal with it." Perfect. Yeah, got it. I'll deal with it. Got it. You can't deal with it where you are. No, Plus fifty bucks to no. ship a pin. I can't deal with anything right now. I'm at the I'm at the edge of my rope. He needs a shout out, John and David. Hey, hey. David's wife Rose, my girlfriend Janet. And to Daylight Donuts in Sioux City. Hope Adam and Mickey return home soon. God's blessing to you and all the listeners of the best podcast in the universe. And maybe an Atlas Shrugged if you have time. Atlas Shrugged. By Ayn Rand. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Sorrell in Amarillo, Texas. 205. Right down the road. (laughs) From Jennifer and Stephen. My name is pronounced Stefan. Can I get a don't eat me Hillary Clinton karma for our growing human resource? Thanks for the show. You guys are great. Yeah. Good luck getting back to the U.S. and don't get droned over Thank there. You. Don't eat me Hillary Clinton. There you go. For your little, do you think the human resource is growing internally or is already uh, is already in the in the world? I don't know. It doesn't make it clear. Oh, okay. Well, either way. We uh, now, we have – I got a note from Severo here, and he has a different name, actually, than this one here, which I can't pronounce anyway. And I'll get to it at the break. But he gave us 200 bucks from Sao Paulo, and he's donating for the first time. There's listeners that haven't – that can't have enough John and Adam. I strongly recommend that you listen to old, episode, old episodes. Uh, it's amazingly entertaining to understand how the show evolved and find out how so many expressions were created. You have to listen for a long time. We're almost at 500 shows, and they're two hours average each. No agenda. That's a 1,000 hours of programming that we've done for the public. No agenda really is the best information and entertainment product I have access to. Thank you guys for doing this, even during the holidays. We're counting on you two times a week. This donation is celebrating the arrival of my first human resource, Gabriel. Please de-douche me and give me a little girl a hot MILF karma for the brand-new mom, Christina. Uh, we don't. I, I don't think we have a, a little girl hot milf. Uh, yeah. No, oh no, it's a little. It's a little guy. She sounds like kind of. You know the voice. Oh, I get what I get. What he's saying. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, 
Oh, shoot. It's one hot milf, baby. <laughs> I think what you just did was better, actually. Uh, so it's a <laughs> de-douche me. Okay. You've been de-douched. That's one hot milf, baby. You've got oh, karma. Okay. All right. This took me a little, a little work. A little Matthew work. De, Matthew DeBile or DeBeal. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Can you pronounce it? Well, <laughs> DeBeal, I think it would be. DeBeal. <clears throat> Dubiel. Dubiel. Nap Napperville, Illinois. Yeah, Frenchtown, well, Illinois. He's probably French. not French, but he's got a French name. Yeah. Napper he's probably not French, or he wouldn't be donating. Napperville, <laughs> Illinois, two hundred dollars. Some I missed a chance to include a note of the note. Give Adam a douchebag for not responding to my email below. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. Uh, I, I will I don't say that Adam's always responded to my emails. So he's not really a douchebag. I'm oh. just joking. He's oh. general manager of AM Daytime Radio Station Chicago. And since we stream 24-7, he actually puts this on the stream. And if we clean up, he says, our show a little bit so there's no cussing in it so the FCC won't get mad at us. Right. In other words, the thing I did earlier in this donation segment has right. to be bleeped out. Right. Uh, he'll put it on the air in the morning. Oh. In the morning. Oh, really? Like, like uh, in the morning. Like in the morning. Yeah, in the morning. Like two in the morning. So wait a minute. Is he going to preempt somebody? No, no. They have apparently free the airtime. You know, it's that stuff that they sell to advertorial oh, or right, advertisements. Right, right. Yeah, they've got time. And he believes – I. I I went back and forth with Matthew. He believes that we actually qualify as a public service, public affairs show. <laughs> That's funny. I know. I get a That's kick funny. out of that, too. It's like my mom would be so proud. Yeah, <laughs> she would. Mommy. What do you guys do? A public, we do public, public affairs, affairs Public affairs programming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> anyway, she's in for two hundred bucks, and uh, give him a, a, a gratuitous uh, karma. karma. Will uh, be... Absolutely, looking forward to dinner too. You've got karma. Uh, Matthew says uh, we'll be talking, and we'll be, and you know, he suggested yeah. maybe some users could pull out some of the stuff, but we, we we can minimize. But the problem is, then we have to I have to have a notebook, and I got to you know whatever. Well, no, I want to thank all these. I don't have. Uh, I mean, we don't. We really don't have the time. Seriously, I mean, just post-producing the show, there's another two and a half hours that I'm working after each show, and you know, by the time the show's done, I'm actually tired. But it's as weird as it sounds, um, and 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 quite honestly, I don't want to hear myself or you anymore at all. So then, the, the, yeah. just the thought of having to go and listen to that crap we just did—I believe it's doable. Yeah, to to be a real public affairs program, but I may have to be doing it. Or you know, or if we could get we're some. We're gonna do this. I mean, we have so many listeners. Wouldn't someone want to do that? No, you're right. What am I thinking? No, nobody. People, well, people do a lot of work for us, but they don't. Well, this, the, it, what happens kill is themselves. people always like get really excited, and they and they, you know, this is this is this is here's here's a learning moment. No matter what the initiative is, we have so we've had so many great initiatives. They always start off, and people are enthusiastic. And then after like three, four weeks, it's like, eh, eh, really? You know, and then it kind of. <laughs> exactly. There's more work involved with this stuff than people realize. No it all idea. sounds good on paper. Yeah, we just, and we just make it look easy. That's our mistake. People are like, you know, yeah, just make it it's easy what you do. And then, you so, know. So I want to yeah, thank ahead. all these yeah. executive producers and associate executive producers and remind people we do have a new year coming up. Yep. And we would like. 
to start off with a bang uh, for the next show, which will be the New Year's show, and, and heading towards show 500, go to Dvorak.org slash NA to continue your support. We really appreciate it. And uh, Adam? Uh, well, I was going to uh, mind control you for a moment. Dvorak.org slash NA. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, continue your support. Actually, uh, and then when we get to the uh, uh, the segment later on, I have uh, this, you know our model, our value for value model is uh, is actually quite astounding to the mainstream, and I have an interesting clip about that. In the meantime, there's always something you can do, and that is always propagate our formula. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth. Yeah! And uh, we appreciate the propagation of said formula regardless of any monetary uh, consideration uh, you give the program because just uh, trying to get people to listen is actually helping humanity and uh, especially if it's your friends and family and you can and you see that they're convincible that they can uh, be you know they just mean a little push just to get them over the edge because they're already kind of thinking in the right way and it comes in the, it's the it's the strangest people like I was telling you uh, on on Thursday when uh, I was at you know Miss Mickey's uh, extended family and there's you know her you know her kind of brother and you know, we're just talking and it turns out the guy is you know he's in the oil business oil storage business I didn't know he just lives in, he's an expat lives in Singapore and then all of a sudden like we have a connection for life you know you'd be amazed who it is you would really be amazed and when you when you make that kind of connection it's uh, it's good for the soul it really is nice um so let me well um we're going to talk about folks so something funny happened i think what you're referring to is the president came back from his vacation in hawaii which i don't think hurt him a lot because um it's been crappy weather in hawaii so he's like ah whatever and he uh, he did a speech and um uh, which to me was the most unnecessary thing i've ever seen him do you know, he flies back just to say, hey, nothing new. Well, I'm working on it. And uh, this is where he, uh, uh, so I just play my clip and you tell me. Well, it, no, it's no, gonna be the same you, yeah, one. you should play yours. But let before you do it, let me just say a couple of things. Okay. One, we've determined through deconstruction that the word folks, as used by Obama, uh, is diminutive. It's designed to, and it's been going on for years. We just haven't really well, we've, about we've been talking about it for a long time. We've been talking about him folks, saying it, folks, but we never really, we never yeah. thought about the the meaning, the the larger right. meaning, which right. is a, the proletariat or the you Co know the common people. It's literally the common, common people, people, the plebs. It's, it's the whatever. little people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, for the first time that I can recall, I could be wrong. I mean, because we didn't go back and redo all his speeches, but he's now referring to Congress. In the exact same way as the little people beneath him. He's the king. If they still want to vote no and let tax hikes hit the middle class, that's their. Where did you record this? This is a total crap recording. Well, then play yours. I'm going to. Hold on. Seems to be a repeat pattern over and over again. Ordinary folks, they do their jobs. <laughs> Ordinary folks. So now you have folks in Congress and then you have ordinary folks. Yeah, they're the ones that aren't in Congress, but they're still low, low, you know, low creatures. level, low, <laughs> low level people. So, so something funny happened with this. 
So I am, you know, on cspan.org uh, or cspanvideo.org, actually, you can, uh, you can clip a piece of a video and then it'll republish as a video. So I do that and then I post it on my new favorite place to hang out on uh, Google+. Plus. Thank you very much, Mike Elgin, for turning me into a horrible, horrible Google Plus person. So Google, so, I mean, so Google Plus is it's fantastic, and I'll tell you why. So what happens is, oh. no, no, listen oh. to this. No, 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 you got to understand. So because, because I don't know how it works exactly, but everything's public, and and you know people are following me, and you know not everyone who's following me, in fact, only a, a minority is in the No Agenda community. So I post this thing, and I'm like, really, ordinary folks, really, and this starts off a thread, and people are commenting. And then people come in. And then, you know, there's one thing you got to, if, if you come in and you post something um, kind of as a zombie and you post that within the No Agenda community, it's kind of like kicking over a hornet's nest. And they just, they attack you and they just jump on top of you. And so there's this guy, uh, Wes Hirsch. And, uh, and he's like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, this is a bull crap, and you know the president. You know he's uh, he, he, of course he immediately the you know he deduces that I'm a Republican. You know, <laughs> I love it when people do that. And you say like, hey man, what is this president with his ordinary folks business? Oh well, at least he's back. The Republicans aren't. I'll wait for you to tell me they are. You know, it's all this like bull crap. I'm like, who is this guy? And here's what I love about Google Plus, because people, because you know, Google is basically the government. And so government employees, they all have their Gmail, you know. And it turns out this guy works for the Geospatial Intelligence Agency in Tokyo. So he's a spook. And he's bitching and moaning. And you go look at his, at his Google Plus profile. And you can see, you know, that you know, it's like guns are bad, global warming, we're all going to die. You know, we're going over the fiscal cliff. It's all the Republicans' fault. So the guy's a total zombie. And then, <laughs> and, but wait, but wait. Then I go look. I'm like, I want to find out more about this guy, and I and he has a LinkedIn profile. I'm like, okay. And on his LinkedIn profile, he calls himself the Jason Bourne of geospatial. And this is a Department of Defense intelligence guy. How sick is that? Wow. And so I confront him with it. I'm like. You're insane. You're everything that's wrong with 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 the department. In fact, um, uh, I had uh, I had some of our uh, human resources go to my wiki page, and if you look now at my Wikipedia page, I am the Jason Bourne of cheese. Uh, I just really want I want I wanted to have Jason Bourne. I, I wanted of to cheese. be a Jason Bourne of something. So it's just hilarious to see how you know how how people jump on. Of course, at the end of the thread, you know, 150 messages later. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm actually a racist. That's what it is. You know, this is oh, <laughs> is this guy black or Chinese? <laughs> no, no, no. The guy just says, well, you know, um, it's very typical. You don't like what the president says. It's probably because he has brown skin. I'm like, okay. You know, this is. <laughs> yeah, that's logical. I, I, all we needed was just, we were still waiting for the Hitler card to be played, but I didn't get that one. So um, just very, very interesting how people uh, respond to this. In fact, someone in the there in the uh, No Agenda group, says, whenever I hear the president say folks, I always think of this musical. Folks are dumb where I come from. They ain't had any learning. Still they're happy as can be. You know it, what comes naturally. You know what comes naturally. One more time. 
folks like us could never fuss with schools and books and learning. So, do you know what the musical is that that comes from? Ah, uh, no. I, I, if I thought about it, I could come up with it. But what? Annie, go get your gun. Oh, Annie, go get your How gun. How twisted is that? That is funny. <laughs> like, wow. Folks like us. Folks like us. Well, anyway, us. If, yeah. in his clip, uh, he which my clip is, I got a bad, I, had, I, over, I screwed it up, but my clip points out that he says the, the folks you elected, the Congress, the folks in the Senate, fo- now the folks are also these parent idiot Congress people. Yeah. Um, they're right. folks yeah. now. They're not, yeah. con- you know, there's that, this is like demeaning, <laughs> you know, they say, well, you know, you're demeaning, you're demeaning the president. No, he's demeaning Congress using this term, uh, as far as we're concerned. And I think, I think it's, I don't know that he knows he's doing it, but he's, I think he just does it naturally. So I got a couple uh, some, some other comments I got from this. Uh, one is that in Hawaii, where the president supposedly grew up, um, well, where he grew up, where he smoked a lot of weed. That apparently the term folks is used, overused in Hawaii. So I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But I, you know, then to, to do this ordinary folks thing, um, is, is a little bit, you know, a little bit beyond that. Um, but then he, he actually, he said, uh, something else, which, uh, I was commit, well, maybe you can help me deconstruct why he used this particular phrase. If you can get a majority in the House and you can get a majority in the Senate, then we should be able to pass a bill. So the American people are watching what we do here. Uh, obviously, their patience is already thin. This is deja vu all over again. So, so deja vu all over again, which of course is uh, stupid because you know deja vu is something happening again. Bless you, darling. Deja vu all over again was originally. Uh, it's a famous quote from Yogi Berra, who first said that, and at the time, of course, it was funny. This is when. Uh, uh, when Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris hit back-to-back home runs in like the '60s, but why would he? Why would he use this? Is he not familiar with the fact that it's a Yogi Berra quote? Or does he think it's no? Funny? I think everybody's pretty. Well, it was done. Yogi Berra quotes were obviously these idiotic naturally idiotic things that he would say right and they were all hilarious uh, casey stengel was the was the progenitor of this sort of talk and uh i don't know because it really says that i'm an idiot or i'm being funny because by referencing this deja vu all over again it didn't come uh, out it didn't sound funny the whole thing the whole conversation is not funny so i've just i mean i i really believe that someone wrote it for him Ah, and he doesn't exactly even he doesn't even know it. He doesn't even know what this is referencing. You, I would agree with that theory. You know who used to say this, and it used to irk me all the time. Ron Bloom. He'd say it all the time in meetings. It's like deja vu all over again. And I, until I finally looked it up, I'm like, why are you saying that? It's, it's lame. Huh. In pitch meetings, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good catch. I didn't I didn't notice it. Uh, it's hard to listen to that guy and not kind of zone out. Mm. Yeah. But folks, every time he says folks, it wakes me up. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it irks me. It really, really irks me. Folks and look. Wow. He's really backed off on the look. Did you hear that? Did you hear that explosion? (laughs) Seriously. No, you didn't hear that? You you probably didn't. They're they're shooting off fireworks uh, early here in uh, the low. That was a loud one. With what? With fireworks. No, why? 
because in uh, Gitmo Nation Lowlands, um, the last weekend of the year, you're uh, then you're allowed to go pick up your fireworks that you buy, and everyone has just you know like they they spend hundreds and hundreds of euros per person on fireworks, and then on New Year's Eve, everyone burns all the crap up. It's the stupidest tradition ever. I hate it. I really hate it. I'm I'm not a firework guy. I don't. I, I mean, I like watching pretty fireworks, but this is all big exploding bombs. You know, all week there's pictures in the newspaper of you know someone threw a firecracker like an M80 in the canal, and the duck ate it and then blew his mouth off, and they got a picture of the duck with his beak all blown off. Oh, it's like God. it's it's like horrible, and all night long, all night long, it's like boom. Boom. You'll hear it a couple more times before the show is over. Just people are blowing stuff up. And you don't even know if it's that or we had a liquidation take place uh, um, not even a kilometer from here in the city where um, someone was gunned down, machine gunned in his car. <laughs> yeah. Talk about America, everybody. You're just getting machine gunned. The, and then, and then the, the, the guys machine gunned the cops. Machine gun. I mean, we're not talking assault rifle. We're talking machine gun. In Amsterdam. Sorry? Yeah. Yeah. People. Well, I thought that they respected no guns in, in Europe. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, there's like... Because we should be more like Europeans and, and, and be that way. <laughs> yeah. No, this is... Uh, How know, can a machine gun even appear? Yeah, well, I'm telling you. A machine gun. Let me read this note from... Uh, a note that we got from Anonymous Spook. Okay. I just think it's funny. All right. So I, he sent in a, uh, a, a NSA challenge coin. It could be he or a she. Could be a she. Mm-hmm. Could be a she. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's likely. I'm pretty well. sure. I'm it, pretty it sure. Reads, it reads like <laughs> reads a little more like a male, but it, it could be. A she. I know who I know who anonymous spook is, my friend. And it's a female. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she says in one of her most recent episodes, I heard you complain about a lack of an NSA challenge coin. Here's a 60th anniversary limited edition challenge coin direct from the fort. I've been a no agenda listener for a few years and recently started working for the federal government. I wanted to share a tip to any no agenda listener who may be interested in a career in the intelligence community. Okay, don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's tip number one. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Do a podcast. (laughs) Is that really John and Adam? Is that really what what you wrote? (laughs) John and Adam may refer to the intelligence community employees as spooks. Oh, by the way, we're not. That doesn't come from us. That's an old term. It's yeah. always been used. Yeah. Don't use it in the workplace. I turned a lot of heads in my first week when I used the term because apparently "spook" is a derogatory term for a black person. Yeah, yeah in the nineteen fifties. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay. Anyway, this is not a good idea to say "shut up, slave" at work. <laughs> Shut. Up, so I blame myself. Really. <laughs> I blame myself for letting that one slip. Uh, anyway, she would. I'd like to call out any uh, govy or money-grubbing contract who listens to the show but not donating. She wants to make sure that they're all called out, especially the government guys, as douchebags. Douchebag. She wishes us a happy holiday. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure uh, I am pretty sure I know who this is. She's smoking hot, well, too. It's, he, an honor. It's, it's, it's an honor. She, he's anonymous. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have one more thing on the uh, on the – I have Ron Paul on the fiscal cliff if you're interested. Love to hear it. Because, you know, Ron Paul, pretty soon he'll just be gone, and then we won't have him anymore. At least he won't be, you know, the, people won't want to interview him anymore because he won't be uh, 
a congressman and be and you know just be like oh, well, whatever. Before you play that clip, then mm -hmm. I do have a bunch of retrospective clips that kind of celebrate the year we did in 2012, mm. and I want to remind people uh, about how Ron Paul was typically handled during the presidential election. With this reminder clip, the Ron Paul event clip. I, re I really don't have to introduce my wife. I think you know my wife, Carol. <laughs> few other members of the family here. Uh, we have a, a daughter-in-law of Peggy and uh, yeah. Yeah. we have Lisa, Linda, Linda. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Pull the plug! Pull the plug on him! With apologies, we have lost our signal from the Ron Paul event and we will work very hard to get that back. <laughs> Thank you for reminding us. You know, I have to say that sometimes I'll be like lying in bed or something. I'm thinking about what we're going to do on the show. And I just think about all the things that we've covered that, that no one's ever heard of, ever. You know, that no one has it's ne never been brought up anywhere. And this is one of them. I mean, of course, it just in, retros in retrospect, you think about it, we've covered a lot of stuff. Uh, it's pretty amazing yes. that they did that. Okay, so here's uh, Ron Paul on uh, CNBC talking about the fiscal cliff. Um, I, I kind of did a hack job to uh, just put two pieces together just so you get all the, the relevant pieces of what he's saying, which is pretty much in line with what we've been saying all along. Uh, nobody's talking about cutting any spending. And in the midst of this crisis of a major deficit and a national debt increase coming up, uh, you know, nobody wants to talk about military cuts. Nobody, do you think they're not going to give the farmers <laughs> their, uh, their due? Because now this milk will be doubled in price if they do that. So the farm bill will get passed. The safety net is always available to rich and poor. Republicans and Democrats all support this. Now there's been a recent hurricane. There will be no hesitation whatsoever to spend that money without offsetting it. So the Republicans and Democrats, they pretend they're fighting up there, but they really aren't. They're arguing over power and spin and, and who looks good and who looks bad, but they're all trying to preserve this system where they can spend what they want and take care of their friends and let the Fed print the money when they need it. But the markets are saying, and it'll get a lot worse. I think they're saying there's a limit to this, and we're reaching it, and there is not going to be a political solution here in the next 20 days or 30 days or even six months. Whatever they do here between now and the beginning of the year will just be fluff, and it will not solve our problems. Admission that our government is spending way too much, and it's way beyond our means, and there's not a single bit of effort to cut anything. Even when they talk about slashing the budget and these cuts, they're only talking about tinkering ring on the edges of proposed automatic increases. So they're so far removed from admitting the seriousness of this crisis, and if they don't admit it, they can't solve the problem. Right. They're, like, they're like a bunch of drug addicts that just want another fix, and that's what they're looking for. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Everyone's just acting, and they're a bunch of drug addicts. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Yeah. And we always have to remember half of these cuts that are proposed by either side are, are, are just increases. Cuts. And yeah, They're exactly. cuts of the increases. They're not cuts of, like, you got a program that's costing you $150 million a year, and they, they want to run it up to $200 million. So they're going to cut out, uh, say, let's say 10%. They would say, we're going to have a 20% cut. We're going to cut $40 million. 
So 40 from the 200, not 40 from the 150, so it ends right. up going up anyway. Exactly. It's amazing to me that they get away with this, and the media never calls them on it. Well, Ron Paul just mentioned that on CNBC, and all 12 people watching heard him. Yeah, but CNBC is a, is a classic station that does one thing and one thing, only stock tips. And so uh, I guess it would make a few people think twice about, I don't know what's going to happen in the stock market after the first, if they go over the cliff. It's going to be interesting to watch. So, of course, amidst all of this, and, and uh, I'm not in the Gitmo Nation United States, uh, so I have no idea, but I can kind of make an educated guess that this was not covered. Um, and it may be a little bit of coverage here and there sporadically, but on the day of our previous show, there was a 10-hour session total in uh, in Congress and Senate, actually. And uh, the uh, the FISA, the Foreign in, uh, Intelligence Surveillance Act, uh, originally started by uh, Jimmy Carter, and of course, after 9-11, uh, George W. Bush put in the amendments which uh, allowed for wire, warrantless wiretapping, i.e. spying on the citizens of the United States of Gitmo Nation, um, even though there were two reasonable amendments, uh, were uh, uh, vitiated. The amendments were just uh, destroyed and the entrailed, vitiated. And uh, the whole thing was uh, passed for another five years, uh, mainly driven by Diane Feinstein of uh, California. And uh, I would just like to uh, play a little bit of her, uh, her, her the start of her a monologue there in the, in the Senate, and you can just, uh, well, you'll throw up in your mouth just when you hear her talk and how she uh, single-handedly pretty much, uh, along with all the other douchebags in the House and in the Senate, um, just have placed no value on us whatsoever on any of our rights. And, of course, because of all the gun talk and uh, whatever uh, as show business news is going on, end-of-the-year retrospectives, this was just rammed through and uh, no conversation about it whatsoever. In fact, it also seems that most of the zombies in America don't even care anymore. I'm from California. Mr. President, um, I'd like to make the opening statement, uh, at least as the committee chair on the bill that's before uh, the Senate. Um, this bill is a simple bill. This is a House bill that extends, it reauthorizes the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act called the FISA Amendment, uh, Section 702. It reauthorizes it until, for five years, until December 31st, 2017. That is all it does. <laughs> That's all it does. It just, just don't pay no attention. It doesn't do anything, really. Without Senate action, these authorities to collect intelligence expire in four days. That's the reason it's the House bill before us. And that's the reason why I urge this body to vote no on all amendments. Send this reauthorization. Well, it goes right to the president if we accept the House bill and get it signed. If it goes past the first, the program comes down. The program is interrupted. Ooh. So this is important. It has the support of the Director of National Security, Jim Clapper, 
the Attorney General Eric Holder and other national security officials who have made clear as to the importance of this. And at this time, following my remarks, I'd like to enter letters into the record from all of the administration, essentially saying this is our highest intelligence um, authorization. Right. And, uh, of course, uh, after a whole bunch of back and forth, uh, the douchebags uh, just uh, pass that, and uh, King Obama shall be signing that. The man who actually uh, campaigned against FISA and uh, accused Bush of being a total dictator with the warrantless wiretaps. Uh, you know, now it just it all comes into view, although not covered by the complicit mainstream media. Uh, that uh, King Obama is uh, is just Bush. He's not even Bush light. He is Bush double down. It's unbelievable. Bush on steroids. On steroids. And not to mention his 333 drone strikes in 2012. That's not my number. That's an official number. 333 drone strikes. So um, shameful. Shameful, I tell you. And uh, and uh, Feinstein, I believe, is a Democrat. Am I uh, correct? Yeah, yeah, well, it doesn't make Democrat, Republican, they're all for this. It's yeah. not that the Republicans stood up and said no. No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> but Republicans always get blamed for being total a-holes and, uh, you know, wanting to uh, militarize everything and uh, and spy and just be horrible people. And uh, here it is. It, it just come, just keep it going. Keep it on. Don't worry. Just nothing to see here. Just keep on spying on Americans. Yep. Yep, against the Constitution, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we have uh, we did have some interesting uh, lighter parts of this last uh, 2012 that I want to have a clip of, mm-hmm. just for people who need to know this sort of thing, because you have to keep people occupied with something that's more pleasant <laughs> than this political crap. <laughs> and so I would play the AVN Awards <laughs> clip. Yes. To get people back into the uh, mood, the right mood. Best porn star website. <laughs> Wait a minute. Best porn star website? That's a category now? Wow. Oh, yeah. Joanna Angel. JoannaAngel.com. Lisa Ann. TheLisaAnn.com. Jessica Drake. JessicaDrake.com. Lupe Fuentes. I love Lupe.com. Jenna Hayes. JennaHayes.com. Sunny Leone. SunnyLeone.com. And the winner is Joanna Angel. Joanna Angel. This porn website of 2012. It is so cool to come on stage and accept an award for yourself. Wow. <laughs> See, this is why I hate not being back home. I mean, what station was this on? How come I didn't it's get to see this? Showtime. Oh man, oh, that's awesome. I love it because how come every it's like and so and so so and so dot com so and so so and so dot com so and so so and so it's like dumb. Who it's cares? Not, it's not dumb. Did they, did any of the porn actresses make out with each other on stage? Uh, yeah, come on. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, I don't do. watch this whole thing. It's oh. very hard to watch. It's actually kind of sickening. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Another thing that took place in 2012 that was that seems to have died out, especially with all these gun shootings. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is is the Doomsday Prepper show was was started off with a bang, and as I think it's kind of fallen by the wayside. But you get this particular kind of uh, clip that we pull from these shows. This is back in January. Becky becomes a sniper. Fire. But in a government takeover, Becky believes she will need offensive as well as defensive weapons. So if necessary, she can preemptively eliminate a threat without being detected. Today, with Bob's expertise, she is training with a bolt-action sniper rifle outfitted with a telescopic lens that guarantees optimal precision from up to 1,000 yards away. I'm taking sniper training because then I could keep people as far away from me as I needed to. This hand goes underneath. You support it. Okay. Make a fist. Pull it tight into your shoulder. You want me to have it dead center vertically, right? Today, Becky's bullseye is 200 yards, the equivalent of two football fields. You hit it. Did I? Yes. Sweet! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I... Let me guess, has the show not gotten picked up for renewal? Is this uh, an edu- educated <laughs> guess here? Uh, this is... It's, Sweet! Uh, it's very interesting how, um, from afar, you know, if you, I have no idea what's really, what's really taking place, but a lot of people are comparing this to exactly the way it went down in Australia when they had a, 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 you know, a mass-killing shooting and then all of the uh, Australian human resources kind of gladly gave up all of their uh, weaponry, and that uh, and the only way you can really get this and you know we're seeing all these shows being canceled, movie premieres not happening, and that it really is there really is a uh, a shaming taking place, <clears throat> and of course the only way to get people to you know to give up their guns is is not the government telling you to, but to have people. Uh, tricked basically into doing it and 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 uh, peer pressure and um i don't know i mean it it seems to have kind of worked in australia do you think that that could happen in the united states john from where you're sitting and w- what you're seeing no i think we've been uh pretty much a, this second amendment thing that doesn't <clears throat> exist in australia mm-hmm. and right we have a couple propagandistic operations the national gun association and there's a couple other ones <laughs> national that have done you a, mean national rifle association or no, i'm mean, sorry national rifle. <laughs> what did i say a national gun association which i like no. i like that one it's better we should start yeah, that. nga <laughs> we should start the that. Uh, national rifle but they've done a job on uh, and there's a certain we have a certain kind of a a reverse logic that we we've established in this country, where because when they ran all those, uh, they had a, a you can go on the internet and there's an interactive map from one of the newspapers. I guess is in Jersey somewhere, Westchester County, and it shows every gun permit that was ever issued is got a you can click on it and see who the person is. And again, this is what you just said, shaming them. Oh, he has a gun. And the, the counter argument is like, oh, they're going to take the, the two. Th- what people came in and they to comment on it, they said, oh, well, now we know who the robbers won't go rob. Right. I mean, we this kind of logic appears that didn't seem to appear in Australia, which is, oh, oh, we know where the guns are. That means that that, that everyone else who doesn't have a gun are the ones that are going to get burglarized. Right. 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 Would right, encourage right. the sales of more guns, obviously. And and or, or the thing about the schools, well, you, you you take all the guns out of the school so there's no guards or anything. You're just leaving them as sitting ducks. 
we have the we assume in this country that everybody is armed and they're going to shoot somebody if they're not armed. Yeah. And uh, of course, nobody wants to bring up the Texas crime statistics, which is extremely low. Yes, and why is that? Do you think? Well, because everyone's really nice to each other. This is the first thing we noticed when we visited Austin. Austin, by the way, which uh, I don't know the exact statistics, but I'm pretty sure the majority of Austinites voted for Obama. Um, yet everyone is armed, which is why everyone's so nice. This is what I have to keep explaining to people over here. You know, they say, really, that's crazy. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's crazy, but it does seem to work. Everyone's nice. Uh, I, I don't have to worry about my house getting broken into. I don't have to worry about getting carjacked. And, you know, of course, Ms. Mickey's passenger side door won't open anyway. But there's no, you know, you just have to, people aren't doing that kind of thing. That's the, and what, there was something else that um, in San Antonio, you know, there was, uh, did you hear about this? Of, of course, actually, you didn't hear about it. Because uh, some guy was pissed at his uh, his girlfriend, and he uh, went into uh, a restaurant, and and uh, I don't know if he killed her, but he shot at her, and then everyone ran out into a movie theater next door, and then he you know went in there to go and shoot people, and then uh, an off duty cop with her personal gun uh, pulled it out and uh, shot him and uh, stopped him from uh, shooting anybody. And, of course, uh, that story uh, got uh, zero legs in uh, mainstream media because it kind of doesn't fit with the, uh, with the propaganda that's going on right now. It's hard, though. It's hard, for, it's hard for the rest of the world and also a lot of Americans to just really believe that, that, is, that it's just the way it works. Well, you know, I don't think that was the case some years ago. I think it's hard nowadays people because they've been you know we get the crap i mean it's like i mentioned this on the show some a uh, few weeks back about the guy was in the rifle club in high school you know it was a shooting club and they would go out and get different rifles and go shooting at targets and they i mean we there are still target uh shooting in there's still target shooting in the uh, in the olympics for example and all the countries participate yeah with you skis put a, you ski first and then you shoot there's a, that too. That's a different one. But they have actually the stationary. <laughs> that's stuff, my favorite. I, I like that one where they ski and yeah, shoot. Skiing and ski shooting. And shoot. <laughs> it's like, yeah, skiing and shooting. Yeah, But you try to put one of those in a high school in California, a, a gun club, and they would go crazy. But you know, it's beyond, Every, but it's beyond that, John. It's something else. It's it's the idea. So of course, you know, we have balance in the world um, on the on the global stage where we, everyone has missiles and we have you know nuclear warheads and. You know, even the Netherlands, you know, peace-loving Netherlands, where, you know, people get machine gun in Amsterdam, but it's peace-loving Netherlands, and they've got, uh, you know, some Patriot missile batteries, and like, oh, we'll just we'll move them over to Turkey, you know, to just to, to show the power of NATO in front of Syria. So on this, on this country scale, it's used all the time, and everyone knows about it, um, and, and I guess it kind of, you know, you have this balance of power or whatever it's supposed to be. At least it's accepted, it's generally accepted. Yeah, deterrence. Yeah, it's generally accepted by 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 people. But then when it comes down to a, a citizenry, people just really, um, something has happened. It has really, it's, it's been this way in America for 200 years, but it really changed. And I, and I guess it, I think that, you keep working on people long enough, you keep pounding it in long enough that at some point, and it, it probably won't be now, but you know maybe 
30, 40, 50 years in the future, I can see an America without guns. I can see it happening because people are just mind-controlled into believing that this other way is better, even though on a global scale, that's not how the world works. Well, the same people would tell you, well, we need to do uh, unilateral disarmament. Right. So, I mean, it's not like they're inconsistent with their thinking, but the fact that anybody buys into it if you look at the reality of the situation, we're not one world, one world government. Maybe, I mean, they'd like that to happen. I don't see it personally. I think culturally there's too much. There's, I think diversity proves that you can't do it. But I don't know. It's just very semi-depressing to uh, to watch this deteriorate. I think it's a deteriorating uh, a situation. And, in fact, I got one more clip since we're on that topic. Tell me if you remember any of this. Read, play Charon near Cleveland. This happened in, I think, January or February. From ABC News, this is ABC World News with Diane Sawyer. Good evening. Tonight we add another name to that searing list that begins with Columbine and Virginia Tech. It is the small town of Chardon, Ohio. 5,000 people who live right outside Cleveland known for their serenity and maple syrup until today. No, I don't remember this at all. What happened? It was a school shooting. No. Yeah. How many How kids? How soon you forget. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there must have been a sex tape that came on after that from some c- celebrity. Of course. Of course we forget this. I don't even re- I don't remember this at all, especially not the, the, the maple syrup. Well, thing. It's, been, it was, it's been taken out of the litany and not hmm. mentioned anymore because it only killed, I think I, six people were shot and three died. It was only, oh. it was too small. Oh, no, this was not good. But it was the first school shooting of 2012. Really? Here it is, Chardon High School shooting. Ohio. Hmm. No, I mean, it's... And we did talk about it. I'm sure we did, but I can't remember this at all. I I just No, when I was going through the clips, I said, what, what? And And I had to look it up. Hold on a second. Did, um, Did the shooter kill himself? I don't remember the details at all. Let's see, Lane, Lane, Lane. No, no, Lane. they caught him. He was running for it. He, they, he was running into the woods or something, uh, and they, they grabbed okay. him. Well, so this wasn't a, this wasn't an MK Ultra mind controlled shooter. This is no, uh, this was no, uh, this, right. No, that's why he didn't kill that many. He was also using a twenty two, which is uh, problematic. Yeah, it wasn't good enough. Caliber, they, they didn't yeah. get any legs because he wasn't using an assault <laughs> rifle. It wasn't good enough. <laughs> it wasn't. An, it, it wasn't an, a, an old AR-15 that they had to sell, get rid of, by selling him off. Somebody mentioned they went to a gun show, and we talked about this on the last show. Uh, Eric DeShield's theory that these the old style AR-15s are being discontinued, right. and they got to right. dump inventory, especially Bushmaster. Right. And the guy goes, says he goes to a gun show. He says the Bushmasters, there's tons of them. They're trying to get rid of. Yeah. Interesting. There's a, there was a, I got a clip here about a gun show, and the, it was the end of the clip that kind of maybe I was like, huh? I, I didn't really. Maybe it'll be an Ask John segment. Here, listen to this. Gun sales are surging following the school shooting in Newtown, Connecticut, two weeks ago. That's a headline for you right there, isn't it? It's just like, <laughs> yep, all, all going according to plan. More sales. We're good. Dumping those Bushmasters. In Virginia this weekend, gun show organizers expected the turnout to double over the November show. Virginia State Police say gun dealers are requesting a record number of background checks, representing twice as many gun sales over last year. In Colorado, it took the Bureau of investigation 23 minutes to do a background check in november now it's seven days this is weird so 
they're saying that in because of the surge in sales, it used to take 23 minutes to do a background check. Now it's seven days. This doesn't make any sense to me. That's not that's not a background check. That's a waiting period. Yeah, no, you're right. It's not a background check. It doesn't take seven days to do a background check. Oh, that was it the takes news. seven days to wait for a background check. Well, no, but she literally just said it in November it took twenty three minutes. Now it takes seven days because of the surge in sales, which uh, something. No, the, the, she should. That's exactly what she said. Seven days no. to do a background check instead of seven days to get a background check. Let me listen. I mean, this let is me, just lousy reporting. Let me listen again. Let me listen. I don't, I don't know. Let me hear it again. Hold on. Investigation twenty three minutes. Hold on. Let me just roll it back just a little bit. Here we go. Background checks representing twice as many gun sales over last year. In Colorado, it took the Bureau of Investigation 23 minutes to do a background check in November. Now it's seven days. It's pretty clear to me. Hmm. Clear to you what? That it's now taking seven days instead of 23 minutes. Yeah, well, that's true, but it's a wait. I think you're right. It's a waiting list. Yeah, we'll get to it when we can. Yeah. I was happy. I mean, how long does it actually take? See, there's no waiting list. How long does it take to do a background check? 23 minutes. It's got to be it or less. I mean, it shouldn't even. T- I mean, it's, it's just because I think what she's yeah, saying you just is. just type something in and you look at it. Yeah, oh, who's yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah, it's like social security number, name, uh, look at what comes back. Then you're done. That's yeah, it. You got That's any it. tickets? That's you got it. any yeah. tickets? You've That's been it. beating your wife? You got any straining yeah. orders? <laughs> beating your yeah, it looks all that stuff. <laughs> you die on a, on a Russian hooker? No, okay, you're good to go. Uh, luckily, though, we were able to turn this into a movie promotion. At all the fiscal cliff wrangling, director Steven Spielberg and actor Daniel Day Lewis showed the movie Lincoln to the entire Senate. Blood's been spilt or forward is this moment now, now, now. The film celebrates presidential power and crafty legislative strategy. And the president may need the wisdom of Lincoln for his latest legislative battle, gun control. <laughs> the wisdom of Lincoln, I tell you. Was this the guy who got shot? <laughs> the wisdom of Lincoln for... <sighs> Was Lincoln such a crafty legislator? Did I miss something? I have no idea what they're talking about. Oh, they're talking about Lincoln was such a... Well, first of all... They're trying to associate him with Obama somehow. Yes, exactly, exactly. That he was a... Well, they're promoting a movie regardless. That's what's going on. Yeah, it's a movie. Hello? So you show it to uh, everyone on the Hill. Hey, guys, free movie. And meet Steven Spielberg. Oh, did Spielberg show up? Hello? Of course. Of course, that's the uh, extraordinary folks. See, we're Elites. ordinary folks. Those are the. Uh, so, do you think that Congress is above us or below us in the folks uh, level? Is it? Are they? So, we're ordinary. Are they extraordinary? Or they... I think they're subhuman at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, before we get to our uh, little thank you segment. There was uh, Ira Glass, who uh, he works for the National Treasure, uh, NPR. That's funny. I almost had the same clip. Oh, really? I think so, because Ira Glass, yeah, go on. So he does This American Life, which is, uh, I'd say, a pretty popular program, even amongst the youngins uh, as a podcast. And he did the commencement for, um, I think it was CUNY? 
the uh, community university or what is it, uh, New York? CUNY, yeah. CUNY, uh, for the journalism students. And uh, he's, he, he brought, he basically, in a kind of, twi- not exactly our way, but it seems like, and John, you and I have been saying this, that one day all these idiots there at the National Treasure, the so-called uh, public service uh, television and radio, who play commercials, commercials, this, you know, actual commercials with with codes to go get your free goodies from GoDaddy or Carbonite or whatever, and uh, you know the car car show us car commercials. These aren't just underwriters or or you know just uh, grants or anything. These are actual commercials. The one day they'll wake up and they'll go, "Oh my God, these no agenda guys!" You know, they're like they're like doing something really revolutionary and new and a real um, public service, and uh, they'll be able to just get by doing it. So uh, Ira Glass is waking up. Not, of course, there's no mention of us, and of course, it's not really our value for value model. But I thought it was interesting. Uh, I'll just play a little bit of this uh, so you can hear how. Uh, at least he is seeing that there is something changing in the media landscape, and that I think we are leading that charge. And um, and it was great, actually. And and uh, this year the buzz was all about this guy named Roman Mars. And have you ever heard of this guy named Roman Mars? And the buzz? No, it's kind of what buzz? <laughs> the, it's the Maybe buzz. Got buzz. Buzz. Mars. <laughs> A lot of buzz about this guy. Roman had created this podcast called Ninety Nine Percent Invisible about design. He did it on its own. He had a, it had an audience. It wasn't a huge audience. It was a good audience in the tens of thousands. And he decided, well, let's see if this can be a business. Like, let's see if I can make a living off of this. And so he did a Kickstarter campaign. And his goal was to raise $42,000. And his listeners gave him $170,000. I'm like, whoa, hello. Should we try the Kickstarter thing, John? Yeah, of course. <laughs> that sounds like the way to go. And that was just very new in our in our corner new, of the media world. Nobody new. had done that, and and very very different from a couple of years ago, or from from the decades ago when I started This American Life, um, where we had to turn to foundations and write grants, um, or get some bigger institution like a radio station or a network if you wanted to start something to be to be your funder, and and you know, and also in the past, it was common to have the experience of you could do really good work. And original work, and there was no clear way to make a living off of it. Like there was no clear way to monetize it. And and what Roman Mars showed us was that if you make something good, there's an environment now where you can invent a way to get money from it. So uh, I don't know who this Roman Mars guy is. I've never heard of his show, and uh, I I disagree with a lot of what I'm hearing. But the idea that these guys are waking up and they're realizing that they are on the wrong end and the wrong side of history kind of makes me happy. Kind of makes me happy because what we clearly have an outstanding product. That is that it's got to be that way. Yeah, no, I think there's no doubt about it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to hear. <laughs> I'm going to show my spoon by donating to No Agenda or and all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Or. That's right. That's really now. Show me that on your ninety-nine podcast. Show me the harmonica. Show me that whistle thing. The guy's got nothing. Where's that? Where's that thing? Oh, the the, yeah. Where is that? Yeah, that's the new. You know the problem I have. I'm spending all my time smashing ants because I've got an ant attack happening while I'm doing the podcast. Again, I thought this was taken care of. 
it's gotten worse as I started smashing them. They've decided to turn on me. <laughs> well, I, I can't describe the, the horror that I'm undergoing. No, I no, you don't have to. You don't have to describe it to me because Miss Mickey and I have witnessed the horror. We know what it is. It's horrible. And are you naked at this point with the beaver hat on? Because that's really bad if you've got no, ants. You know, I would be. I would normally be because I like to podcast that way. But uh, the uh, beaver hat was stolen in New York City, and I decided not to get any more beaver hats. Because <laughs> you like to podcast naked with the beaver hat. <sighs> hey, Hondo in the chat room, blow me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, All right, Honda. You're do, an idiot. Do schnozzle. Steven Nelson. We want to thank a few people, including Stephen Nelson, who's going to be a knight today at Wheat Ridge, Colorado, 116.13. This will complete his knighthood. And he wants uh, just some MILF baby karma. Okay. Uh, MILF baby karma. So that's hot new MILF baby? Is that what he means? Yeah, yeah it's a hot yeah, MILF yeah. baby. Okay, I guess so. That's one hot MILF baby. You've got karma. You know, I'm getting concerned now because I can't find that little uh, siren. I think the ants have taken it. They do that, you know. They walk off with stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sir Jason Stevens, one hundred eleven dollars eleven cents from Parts Unknown, anonymous from Parts Unknown, one hundred bucks. Uh, be quiet about the donation. My wife thinks you guys are knuckleheads uh-huh. and does uh-huh. not believe you provide the best podcast in the universe. Oh really? Oh, really? oh yeah. John, John Wayman, yeah. I'm so I'm coming back so loud now. What did you do? You move or you change or what did you do? No, I'm just sitting in the same spot. Impossible. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you. All right. So anyway, he says, uh, funny how oil and water can mix if the sex is good. She voted for Obama, <laughs> and I voted libertarian. We totally disagree on TV as well as podcasts. The solution, separate offices, TVs, and computers. Sweet. What can I do to make her see the light short of applying the formula? Um, I think you should just divorce her. That's what it sounds like to me. I, well, it's just, it says, yeah, it's his wife. <laughs> well, they don't, if they don't have kids, I, know, I don't know if he's ever going to get her to, be, you know, she's, a, if she, a, she's an Obama you, bot. You know, well, that, that, to me, it sounds, well, you know, it's okay. It's all right, whatever she's voting for. But I think you're disagreeing on television. You're disagreeing on podcasts. I mean, basically, they just get together once in a while to have angry sex. Is that all I'm seeing here? I don't. I don't think this is a relationship, my friend. Well, I would uh, get as much sex as you can, and then figure out what to do. Uh, Chris Ricketson in Ventura, California, hundred dollars uh, extra hundred for the total two hundred credited to Chris Ricketson this week. Please put together with a jingle request from from first the donation. Sorry, sorry for it being split up. Keep up the good work. And then he sends another donation and please credit to Chris Ricketson, the best zombie mitigation RV specialist in Gitmo proper, as payment for working on my rig. Shut up, slave! Two to the head. Okay. Shut up, slave. Hey, you got it. Jer- uh, Jeffrey Fitch in Windermere, Florida, seventy-five ninety. I don't have a note, but he's a he's a knight. Daniel Kepler, Phoenix, Arizona, true sixty-nine. Oh, sixty-nine, sixty-nine, dude. Annoyed by the missing uh, siren. Yeah. Daniel Kepler, Phoenix, Arizona, 69. Why the same thing over again? Boring. Do it, then flip. Please give a clippity-clop. What? 
Do do they? What is he talking about? <laughs> I have no Boring. Idea. I have no idea. Do do they had Lone Wolf for Vicky and Sammy twenty years too late? Okay. It's the message is clear. Just clippity <laughs> You've got karma. Ladies and gentlemen, that's entertainment. Hell yeah. Gregory Davies in Lawton, Oklahoma, 6969. Good day and Dillagoff to you both from the Aussie Lost in Oklahoma. Last time John read my donation, he did so in a redneck accent. I'm an Aussie, mate. When I moved from Australia, I was anti-gun. Since living here in the USA, Oklahoma, as a matter of fact, I've become very gun neutral. Now, thanks to Piers Morgan stating that if the U.S. doesn't change its gun laws, he will deport himself. I am now happily pro-gun. <laughs> Keep hitting them in the mouth, gentlemen. I'd like a douchebag call out for penis moron with a two to the head and then a sign of karma. <laughs> Can I just ask you, uh, do you understand Dillagaff? I just want to make sure you, uh, you know. No. Uh, do I look like I give a F? You've oh. not. Karma. Yeah, you got to be with I the kids, man. You got to be with the kids, Dillagaff. You got you to gotta know what's hey, going Dillagaff. on. Hey, Dillagaff. Hey, Dillagaff. Yeah, Dillagaff. Timothy, Timothy Black Knight Timothy Cheng in Brookline, Massachusetts. Sixty-nine, sixty-nine. By the way, this this is the last. We didn't. We barely made it on the sixty-nine, sixty-nine. The last Donating one, after checking my accounting on the No Agenda Nation, realized that I'm already at eleven sixty-eight, sixty-seven. I listened to you guys from day one when it was about food and other nonsense. I like to hear you guys talk. I listened to Adam's Daily Source Code from back in the day. This phone is like way too loud. Why don't you finish off the reading of this and then I'll go turn that off. Oh, okay. Maybe it's uh, that Russian hooker. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, see, I but I can't talk now because it's like I'm. I got an echo. I hey, used to listen to Adam Curry's Daily Source Code from back in the day. Witnesses transformation from being the Podfather pushing pod safe music to the cynical crackpot media assassin extraordinaire. Hmm. Someone needs to put together a clip show that would track the evolution of Adam throughout the years. It inspired me to become the crackpot guy I am today, where family and friends shun me. For my vaccine denialism, yeah. Ron Paul, Ron politics, and cynicism of media coverage. Alas, all is not lost as I have a fantastic girlfriend who, even though she doesn't listen to the show, thinks that everything I say is rather logical and sensible. You must have a large penis. I thus dedicate this donation to her. Can I have the Spanish in the morning? She's Spanish, followed by the 69 and 69, then It's Too Delicious to Believe. Loyal producer of the best podcast in the universe. Uh, so um, and normally when John's reading that stuff, I uh, I cue it all No, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, so uh, let me see. I've got the, uh, here we go. 69! 69! It's almost too delicious to believe, my friends. There you go. He's a, he's a fan. Well, that's the end of the 69-69. That's weird. Ryan Van, it's three. What was it, three? Yeah, it's almost it. It's yeah. almost over. It's I think we're almost done with this. Yeah. Good. Ryan Van, the record was 22. Ryan Van, Tempe, Arizona, $56. Uh, seems the comments from my latest donation got vitiated by the uh, donation <coughs> Stargate. Vitiated. I blame Harry Reid. Needless to say, I had a dry birthday. In my sobriety, I realized the central question was that I needed to double down. <laughs> you know, we don't, that central question yeah, thing is great. Yeah, that's good. Please accept another $56. I'd like some celebrity moonshine 
to celebrate new by the way so we got the moonshine from our uh well you did i didn't get any moonshine yet I, well it was it would be it wouldn't be shipped to holland it'd be export laws yes i know thank you for so it's a me. it's a 180 so 180 I, I proof it. by the way it's beautifully packaged it's got our logo and everything i'm not or just it says no agenda show moonshine oh, cool. but it's a one it's essentially a 180 proof vodka wow but i didn't quite read the note and thank God I didn't drink it. I was just going to do a, a classic <laughs> wine test yeah. where you yeah. put it in your mouth and you spit it out. And you get the, I put it in my mouth <laughs> like an idiot because I didn't read the documentation. People, read your documentation. He warned me not to do that. <laughs> well, what happened? Well, have you ever put like uh, uh, Everclear or had a shot of that or even put it in your mouth? You, if, you, if you drink it, you could die. because it, it, it sucks all the moisture out of everything. So you put it in your mouth and you go, holy shit, and you blow it out, and it's like it just burns like hell, and you got to get a lot of water in your mouth as fast as you can, or you. Just so burn wait a yourself. minute. So so this is a product that we uh, that the that, that has our our brand name on it, uh, that is open source, of course, but it actually kills people. Is this what you're saying? This is no, a, a it won't deadly kill it. Product? Well, no, I mean Everclear will kill you. What too. is Everclear? Is this what uh, what is Everclear? You, what, yeah, well, Everclear is a is a is almost pure alcohol. Uh, sold as Everclear. It's it's made by uh, the refining process, and it's a I think it's 180 proof, 190 proof, maybe or wow. maybe 150. Whatever it is, is too high. But you can drink this. I mean, you, so you can drink it or you can't drink it. It's I'm, you I'm can confused. drink it. It's, it's not only that, but it's, it's filtered five times and and charcoal filled. Sounds stuff is awesome secure. to me. This sounds really good. It's very awesome, but you have to mix it. You can take a <laughs> shot of this oh, and I put see. it in some orange juice, and you're in business. Oh, I see. You shouldn't be drinking it straight up. As what you're saying? And this no, was, no. Shots of no shots of 180 is 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 not healthy. And this is in the documentation. He told me about it, and I said, "I but you know, I didn't read it. I just so oh, this because <laughs> so, it was well packaged, that, beautiful." So, so hold on, do you have some of this right now with you? Do you have it in? I the, have a bottle. Okay, so so why don't you spray some on the ants? See what happens. It'll kill them. Yes, yes. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I, you know, he says it could be used as paint thinner. It can also be used as gasoline in an alcohol burning car. It's very powerful. <laughs> Wait, can I just throw it in my in the in the in the truck? But he also made it from cane sugar. This is a little tip that's interesting, because if he doesn't make it from grain, no matter what he does, because cane sugar will not produce methanol as one of the alcohol byproducts. Oh, because there's no wood in it. That's right. wood alcohol. Right. And so it's very, it's very nicely done. It was very. I was really surprised how well done this was. What but the, we'll can talk you, about can you take? You are, can you do me a favor? Can you take a picture of the bottle, and can you put it on uh, the No Agenda community on Google Plus? Oh yeah. Would you please? I mean, I think people would really uh, love to see you there. Now that we're over a thousand, just post a picture. Yeah, yeah. You don't have I'm to say anything. Uh, I'll be coming. <laughs> you heard it here first. He'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. All right, finish Ryan up Ryan Van. Here. Yeah, finish Ryan Van. Up. Meanwhile, it's Tempe, Arizona. Is uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, he says. Oh, he did. We just did him. No, he says. Candace Hart and West. Oh, hold on, New hold Jersey. on. No, 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 no. You. Uh, he says we didn't finish him up. You just, you just cut away. Well, I'd like to some celebrity moonshine to celebrate the new AMT filled tax year, which we're all going to be screwed by. Read my column this last Friday in Market Watch, by the way, if you want to know more. It would come some links in there because I they I put the links in there because I know the editors didn't believe this either. 
to ward off taxageddon for all the citizens of Gitmo Nation regards Ryan. Right. He's going to want some karma. i got to make sure we do the karma. You can't just skip that. You've got karma. You know, it's like... Because then you know what happens when we skip the karma, then it's another email... It's like, you didn't give me karma, I gotta afford that to Buzzkill Jr. And you know, it's just, it's good. It's, yeah. Candace Hart in Westville, New, New Jersey, a new donor, it looks like. 5555 donations, a birthday present for my boyfriend, Nicosi. Been a long time boner, first time donor. Uh, would love for a dedouching for him on his 25th birthday. And a double shot at karma as we head into 2013 home for new jobs and a cross-country move from Jersey to a destination yet to be named. Stay out of California. Go move to Texas. Thanks so much for all you do in keeping us slaves informed, but also love a shut-up slave for me because that's my favorite one. Shut up, slave! (laughs) You've been de-douched. You've got... And by the way, uh, Candace, I think that uh, being from Jersey myself, you will find uh, Austin, Texas very amenable. And we'll actually let you in. Jeffrey Anderson in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 55. ITM, John and Adam, if those are indeed still your names. (laughs) I have to confess that money has been tight and I've been a complete douche dingler for not donating since the springtime. I would like a re-douched and then promptly de-douche. Now that business is done, I would like to chime in about the recently released movie Jack Reacher. Oh, this so, is by the, the way, Tom they, Cruise movie. They took a bunch of scenes out of it because of the gun shooting. Yeah. I saw it because it was filmed here in Pittsburgh and didn't expect much. However, the movie revolves around a mass shooting and a central plot evolves into one of John's favorite theories when it comes to mass shootings. There are a lot of interesting memes tossed into the movie and the timing of this release is highly suspicious. <laughs> all in all... Not a bad two hours, especially in light of current events. Finally, I would like to request a drone again, naturally 999 Karma, to ensure a safe and healthy 2013 for myself, friends and family, John and Adam, and their families, and all the knights and dames and producers in the Gitmoverse. Continued success of the best podcast in the universe on the road to 500. The drone again. Naturally. You've got karma. Hey, I like that combo. That's a very very musical combo. Very nice. Uh, Jeffrey Anderson in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, that was Jeffrey. Podcast for Peace in Alamo, 5150. Happy New Year. Wishes us. And finally, Daniel Smith in Christchurch, $50.12. And that will conclude our uh, donation segment for show 474. Curiously, nobody took advantage of the palindrome. But uh, I think we did fine for today. But we're starting a new year, and let's hope it's better than last year. What the hell was that? <laughs> and I keep uh, kicking douche nozzle out of the uh, chat room. Um, you know, so we, we start our donation segment, which is always filled with fantastic content, right? I mean, w- w- did we not just have an entire conversation about the moonshine? And so douche douche nozzles in the chat room, like, oh, time, I'm gonna go away for the bathroom. No content for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> So I kicked him out. Good. Right. And then, uh, and so we're keeping him out. Can't come back until after the segment. Stay away. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you found it. I love it. Please. This is the last show of 2012. Make 2013 just as good so we can keep just getting by. Dvorak.org slash NA. Ow. 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 
a short list, but it's a very important one. Uh, our little Lizzie. Lizzie, who you know from... Turn seven today. So happy birthday, Lizzie, on behalf of all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. And, of course, your daddy, Michael Ross. And Candace Hart says happy birthday to her boyfriend, Nikosi. He turns 25 today. Happy birthday. The last time in 2012. Isn't that cool that Lizzie turned seven today? I thought she would. That's good. Yeah. That, 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 hopefully she can do uh, maybe give us one more year of great clips. Yeah, because, you know, eventually the, the voice will change. She's not going to sound like yeah, this forever. Shut up, slave. Shut up, slave. It just won't be as good. <laughs> I pity the boy that becomes her first boyfriend. I really do. It's sad. It's just, it's just going to be really, really sad. <laughs> so let me just make sure we have. I'm missing. Yeah. So we there were a couple of. Actually, two, uh, a knight and a dame uh, who uh, we messed up on. So we'll have a black dame, uh, Samantha Esposito, and a black knight, uh, Scott Morgan, today in uh, the ceremony. And I don't think I can actually fit everybody into the uh, No Agenda Night theme, uh, but I'll give it a try. In fact, uh, why don't I just give you the list right now, and then I'll do the knighting during the theme. So we are going to knight Doug Owens, Thomas Ward, Patrick Vaughn, Donald Philipchuk. Philipchuk. Or Philipchuk. Philipchuk. Scott William. Tim. Thomas Baddick. So we have two Thomases. This is going to be a tough one. But I think, yeah, we'll just have to do Sir Thomas 1, Sir Thomas 2. Or just Sir Thomas twice. Uh, Cloud Sigma AG. uh, Bernie Adama. Sean McGrath. Stephen Nelson. Jeffrey Fitch. Nick Wallace, Nick A. Wallace, and then, as I said, uh, uh, Scott Morgan will be a black knight, and Samantha Esposito will be a black dame. So uh, if you can get it, we need extra, we need the the big sword for this one, John, if you can. uh, Yep. Okay, got it. Here we go. And here we go. We hereby proudly pronounce these Sir Doug, Sir Thomas, Sir Patrick, Sir Donald, Sir William, Sir Tim, Sir Thomas, Sir Cloud Sigma, Sir Bernie Adama, Sir Sean, Sir Stephen, Sir Jeffrey, Sir Nick, Sir Black Knight Scott, and Dame Black Knight Samantha. All knights and dame of the No Agenda Roundtable, come on down for your hookers and blow. Your rent boys and Chardonnay, your hot pants and booze, your wenches and beer, your Rubenettes, women and rosé, your geishas and sake, vodka and vanilla, sparkling cider and escorts, and mutton and mead. Thank you for rounding out the year as our final night tool receive rings and dame, of course. And we look forward to your continued support. We know that there's one thing we can always count on, and that is the support of the Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. It is a great group. Uh, you can go to noagendanation.com. Uh, there you can see the map where all of the dames and knights are located. Uh, some of them, I think, are actually uh, hams. We really, really uh, appreciate what you have done for keeping uh, the value from value model alive and uh, allowing us to continue unfettered analysis and deconstruction of the media. Unfettered, really. It's, it, you have no idea how important that is. Well, actually, you do because you see the result uh, is uh, a program twice a week with a minimum of two and a half hours. So I want to mention that we still have a couple of days left on the end of the year, so you can still donate to get the ring, and we'll let that go until the next show. And there, there's somebody came in this morning, and they were worried sick, but 
they'll get a ring, and we'll, they'll be mentioned on Thursday. Oh, the, anyway, yes, I, that, I agree. That's the 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 third, the, the second of January birthday. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, pretty okay. much. All right. I mean, you know, it, there are people that are on the the no agenda uh, layaway plan for knighthood, and they're they're we put rings aside for them, so <clears> be okay. And douche and Mimi says she's gonna set, keep sending out rings. Whether we like it or not, if they if the size is available, we're running out of oh. a lot of them. Okay, and douche nozzle can come back in now. You know, we we yeah. had to give douche nozzle but a little time. Anybody who calls out. themselves douche nozzle <laughs> is an idiot. <laughs> hey, this report came in, and I don't have really analysis, but I think we should take a look, or we should keep our eyes open for what's happening here. Beyond the Northwest, U.S. troops have been deployed to Africa. About 50 troops are in Chad right now to help evacuate Americans from the neighboring country, the Central African Republic. President Obama authorized that move because of security concerns. Rebels have seized several towns in the Central African Republic and are advancing on the capital city. The evacuation comes three months after the attack on a U.S. consulate in Benghazi, Libya. Three people, including the U.S. ambassador, were killed. So I'm thinking that... um so I really Not four people were killed. Oh, interesting. Uh, good catch. I didn't hear that one. It was in total. Well, I don't know what he said. Did he say th- three people, including the ambassador, or three? No, no. Really? He said three people, Capital including. City. The evacuation comes three months after the attack on a U.S. consulate in Benghazi, Libya. Three people, including the U.S. ambassador, ah, were killed. No, no, that's incorrect. Or who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, what I'm thinking is, if you look at the map, because I, I mean, I, we've never really had any news reports on the Central African Republic. Uh, and what kind of name is that for a country, by the way? It's a crappy name. Uh, but it is the name of a country in Africa, C-A-R. Uh, we've got Sudan to the right. Of course, Sudan is where all the, you've got a lot of oil there. I'm thinking this may be a might be a pipeline thing because they want to you know, they'd want to move the oil to the coast on the west. So if there is something going on, I'd say look for Cameroon to be in the news next, and I'd and I'd like that to be uh, put in the book if you don't mind. Okay, hold on a second. Cameroon. I think we're going to see Cameroon in the news next. If it's just a hunch, it's just a hunch. I you know who knows what to, who really knows what's going to happen in this case, but I have a feeling that Cameroon. Uh, maybe uh, something may be happening. And um, uh, we are now officially... Now entering second half of show. <laughs> Sir, what, what? what now, does that say? What did he say? It says second now, half of the show. Now entering second half of show. <laughs> There's another one, too. Yeah. Attending all your resources. Second half of show. <laughs> well, at least the sound effect is right. <laughs> Second half of show. So just before, just before the show started, I got the craziest, craziest report and analysis about uh, Lucifer, Clippity Clop, Hillary Clinton, <clears throat> and it plays into something. There you go plays into something, a report that came out uh, earlier in the week that we didn't get to, It was, uh, which actually was sent to me by a couple of our uh, Afghanistan buddies saying, hey, this is weird, this is weird, because this, well, I'll, I'll play you the report and then I'll tell you why it's weird and then we'll find out what, uh, how this ties into Hillary. Barbara. 
Don, very sad news this holiday weekend for U.S. Navy SEALs. The Navy is now investigating the death in Afghanistan of one of its most senior deployed SEAL officers as an apparent suicide, a U.S. military official tells CNN. Navy Commander Joe W. Price, 42 years old, died. Could you, could you got to turn something down because the, the report is coming back double. Or turn turn your microphone away or do something. No, more. I moved. That's right. I'm December blocking 22nd, it. December 22nd, while serving as the commanding officer of SEAL Team 4, a group of more than two dozen commandos conducting combat operations in the southern region of the country. Now, while the death remains under formal investigation, that U.S. military official, who's directly familiar with the event, said the family has been notified of the death and has also been notified <laughs> it is being investigated as an apparent suicide. There is no indication at this time that Commander Price was involved in any military-related investigations or any controversies, the officials said. Okay, so um, what's the couple things going on with this. First of all, he replaced a, uh, a commander who, uh, in 2009, I believe, who was kicked out for uh, no longer being able to handle his command position. You know, you've heard this kind of term before, like no longer fit to uh, to hold command. Um, so a lot of people find it very strange that this guy, uh, you know, under these circumstances, now that he commits suicide, um, here's the crazy report. The report is, and I'm, I just didn't have the time to go back and, uh, and make the timeline, but um, this suicide report came out not long after Hillary Clinton took ill, uh, or at least she had the so-called concussion. And the report that uh, is now out there, and this is a little bit second half of the show stuff, is that uh, the C-12 uh, that Hillary was on coming back from, actually from Iraq, now she's been traveling all over the world, it included uh, Job W. Price, it crashed this is this is a this is a very this is a weird one, but you know this is trickling in that it crashed. Uh, the commander of the SEAL team uh, was killed, but that she that Hillary was actually injured, and uh, that she was that uh, reportedly you know concussion, but she also uh, was injured enough that she was bleeding, and that that is what is really going on with her because of some quote extreme turbulence. But this C twelve crashed, and that is why she's been out of commission. And that is why this guy is uh, is dead, uh, which is now apparently being covered up as a suicide. So I don't have the timeline. I don't have the full analysis. Came out just before we started the show. So uh, wait a minute. So you, you're telling me that there was a plane wreck mm -hmm. with Hillary and this guy on it. Mm -hmm. On the wreck, Hillary is horribly injured, or not horribly, but enough so that she... They came up with this cock and bull story about the uh, about this concussion mm -hmm. that she slipped in the bathroom or whatever it was. It was mm -hmm. something dumb. Yeah. And and here's the only thing that that I don't like is that can't they come up with something else besides the guy suicided? Well, I think it's uh, this. There's, so this is. I, there, I, I wait a minute. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Is it just so they can save on their? Uh, Death benefits for the widow? <laughs> I don't know about Seriously. that. Seriously, I think the I think the whole reason maybe she was uh, flying somewhere where she shouldn't have been. Uh, I, I I don't think it's typical that she flies on a C twelve. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, 
they may have been on some mission that was unscheduled, that they had some kind of other what? covert uh, reasoning no, it was behind it. was a C-12, it? not a C-17? No, C-12, Huron, according to this report. A Huron, one of these little... Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That would be a jet, sh- or not a jet, but a prop she'd be on. Right. Um, okay. so it it's may have been one of these oil missions. You know, there could have been other people on who weren't supposed to be on it. This is what I don't know. Um, but I did find it kind of interesting, cause, particularly because so many people contacted me from overseas saying, wow, we don't believe this guy killed himself because, you know, the, the, you know there's knowledge there on the ground. Uh, we got a lot of people in, in, uh, in sandy places who listen to the show and um, who, you know, question a lot of what's been going on recently, certainly with, you know, people in high places resigning, you know, going away. By the way, nothing more on Petraeus. Um, that's just off the radar. Uh, so, you know, so she probably had a real stomach problem, you know, could have been bleeding, internal bleeding, and she probably had a real concussion. For real. Yeah, if you're in a plane wreck. Yeah. Luckily, she didn't get killed. Well... As it were, no. So that's a beachcraft. This is essentially the, uh, the super mi- king. Yeah, it's uh, uh, king air. The super ki- the the big king air. It's yeah, a super tr- king air. Turboprop, right? Yeah, yeah. Which it goes I, fast. Three, oh, it goes it goes very fast. Yeah, it's a it's a very nice airplane. So, um. Hmm. Anyway, you well, know, that's a good one. That's that's the that's the winner. It's a winner of what? The day show. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, all new, it's new information for everybody. We never thought about this, and we're obviously never going to get reported. So this, the, the mystery is why this guy killed himself or why they designated him killing himself. It's just because, well, they were doing, they, if, if this is true, then they were doing something or they were in some place where they shouldn't have been. Uh, otherwise, there's no reason to clear that up, to, to cover that up at all. No reason whatsoever. So yeah, no, they were obviously they would people start looking into it, and then they'd find yeah. out something screwy. But I am going to uh, uh, be looking at it for sure, uh, looking into you know see what I can uh, what I can find out. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. So I think I have a, a kind of a new segment that I'd like to do, which is a quick uh, overview of the Federal Register. Uh, the Fed, we're going to call it the Federal Register Report. Um, that's not what I wanted to call it. I'm sorry. I have the Federal Register, but then I have <clears throat> a report of new new legislation. We need a, a snappy name for it. Some, something other than new legislation report. You wait a minute. Hold on a second. What? So you've in, you've given us a big intro. You got a new idea, and now you're changing yeah, it. Yeah, I screwed it up. Now I was, well, I'm confused here. The idea is that I. I I have a new feed that I found, okay? And the new feed, there's all these bills that get introduced, uh, and no one ever talks about them until, you know, until they're, like, kind of getting voted on or maybe they're in committee or getting coming out of committee. Well, there's a lot of things that happen in this. A lot of legislation goes nowhere, all right? Which brings me, which brings me, so I can interrupt here. Brings me to a clip from early in the year, which I think fits right into this, and you might even use it as your as your as your uh, as my jingle, you, my soundstage, your jingle, classic mm-hmm. congressional vote. <laughs> okay. On this vote, the yeas are zero and the nays are four hundred and fourteen. <laughs> the amendment is not adopted. <laughs> 
<laughs> what was that from? Now, by the way, if you remember that clip. I like that. What was that It was from? zero to 400 something. The amendment's not adopted. Apparently, the guy who offered the amendment wouldn't Did even vote on it. <laughs> It's like, ah, screw it. I don't want to be, I don't want to look stupid amongst everyone else. Like, I'm the only guy who voted for it. Right. Okay. So here, um, here are some new, his new legislation that is, uh, that is being entered into the record. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to track these things as they come in. And I just want you to know, because this is what your government is looking at. So there's a new House resolution. And I've always wondered about this. This is to establish a grant program, i.e. money, for automated external defibrillators in schools. And I've always wondered about this because I see these things at airports. I see them at, uh, you know, all over the place. Do we know of, uh, of anyone real, I mean, of any substantial number of people who have been saved or created by these defibrillators that are everywhere, apparently? Or is this just some giant medical device scam that is just continuing? I mean, is, does this really happen that we need to have defibrillators everywhere in public spaces? When did this start? I don't know. Not to mention it, I, you know, maybe it gets used once. It must be used once in a while. Yeah, but, that's, but I mean, there's a lot of them. And now we need them in schools? What, like kids are getting heart attacks? Well, what? that doesn't make any sense, but a teacher could. Yeah, but it seems like an, a, a big expense. You yeah, know, how, how many people doesn't... really get like, oh. And how many people can actually use it? Can you imagine some teacher keeling over and then one of the kids grabbing this thing and then putting it on her head? <laughs> and then j jolting her brain? I mean, come on. No, but uh, but I, when, I, when I read this, I'm thinking about it. Why do they have these everywhere? I've seen them at airports, and it's like I've, I've, I've never really heard of... What, do you, what is this, honey? Do I have to look at this right now? I, I can't. I'm doing a show, and you want me to read your Facebook? No, then go away. What is this? Are you nuts? Another Facebook addict. <laughs> she's, she's like putting something in I front of me. I don't care. The show's watch. been going on too long. Look at my Facebook page. <laughs> exactly. Honey, uh, just could you please? I liked something. <laughs> I clicked the like button. <laughs> All right. Um, second bill, to authorize the Secretary of Homeland Security, acting through the Administrar of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, to make grants to state and local governments to assist in preparing for and responding to mass casualty incidents. How about that? What are they expecting? No, I don't know. It's, it's not about expecting anything. It's about giving money. No, that's just they're throwing money away. This is why the economy is in the tank. Exactly. They're just exactly. throwing money. It's like, let me tell you something. So I got my local police department here, nice little town. And there's, I go that one day, to all the cop cars, all new cop cars, the big ones, the big giant covers with big giant battering rams on them and new light bars. And they got like 12 of them out of the blue. Uh -huh. And it's like, and they make them stay there. In the olden days, the police department, they have a, just a good cop car that did the job. I mean, there's no, they don't have to go on high-speed chases or ram anything. These are all SWAT team-like cars. But they used to take the cars home, and then they'd get in the car and drive. You know, the way the government works should be done. I'm a big advocate of this. You take the car home. It's not like an old 1920s movie where they 
They got a third downtown, and then all these cars come out of the garage, you know, one after the other. The black and whites. That's not what happens anymore. We don't do it that way. The black and whites. Yeah, the black and whites. Here they come. This is just money, money, right. money, money. It's unbelievable. Right. Well, there's more where that came from. Now, here's one that I thought was actually interesting. Uh, this goes right along with uh, the mental health issue that we clearly have in America. Uh, and what we need more pharmaceutical drugs for, to require the dis- this is HR six seven one two, to require the disclosure to parents of information regarding mental illness treatment for their children under the age of twenty six. Hmm, that's clearly huh. re- that's clearly related to uh, gun gun culture. I'm sure. Oh yeah, the kid, uh, our child. <laughs> has uh, asked if he can get a twenty-two rifle, and we're concerned that this may lead to bigger weaponry. <laughs> All right, now here's one from the here's one from the Federal Register, and this uh, kind of uh, surprised me. Did you know? Well, no, you didn't know. So the the uh, Russia has been uh, admitted to the uh, World Trade Organization. This happened in uh, August. So, yeah, we talked about it. So now, in uh, our president, in the uh, has proclaimed as in the federal as as reported in the Federal Register, uh, a proclamation. Uh, you you have not seen this on the news anywhere. I guarantee you, the Russian Federation has been found to be in full compliance with the freedom of emigration requirements under Title Four of the Trade Act. Blah 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 blah. Um, Therefore, pursuant to Section 102A, public law, blah, 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 should no longer apply to the Russian Federation. Essentially, I therefore, Barack Obama, President of the United States, by virtue of the authority vested in me, blah, 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 proclaim that non-discriminatory treatment, as i.e. normal trade relations treatment, shall be extended to the products of the Russian Federation, which shall no longer be subject to Chapter 1, Title 4 of the 1974 Act. So we have apparently without much to do, have just opened up the entire United States to all Russian products. Oh, that's sweet. We, but this is, I find this highly interesting. Maybe you know, they, they make... Maybe maybe this was what... Remember when they had that open mic thing? When he was talking to Medvedev and he said, hey man, I'll have more flexibility after I'm elected. Maybe this is it. Who knows what we're going to have now? Who knows what well, Russian I, products I know what we should have. What? Russian electronic gear using tubes. <laughs> they, they make still make tube amps, as I believe, and they still make tubes. You can buy most of the tubes you have. You know, old tube set like or or modern tube uh, amplifier like audio research. You you load them up with Russian tubes. <laughs> and that concludes our uh, tracking the the bullcrap segment. I've got information, man. New shit has come to life. The yeas are zero, and the nays are 414. The amendment is not adopted. There you go. I think we can make that a jingle. I think we can work that out. Oh, maybe. I, I, I got other stuff to find. Back, Going back to the uh, – there's another story. You know, Looking back on these old clips, this is the first quarter of 2012, by the way. I ran into a lot of stories that we that – we ne- you know, the problem that the news media has, and we're not going to – we don't really have the problem because we have the red book, but we miss out on a lot of the uh, – we st- we still even we drop certain follow ups. Whatever happened, remember this. Remember this one, Mary Kennedy. 
Yes, no, of course I remember. Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s estranged wife, Mary, has been found dead at her home in New York State. The cause of her death is unknown. Her former husband is the nephew of President John F. Kennedy and son of Senator Robert F. Kennedy, who were both assassinated in the 1960s. Our Washington correspondent, Jonathan Blake, explains what's known about the death. Well, police in Bedford, New York, which is uh, a few hours' drive north of New York City, have said that a body was found at a home belonging to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his former wife, Mary, earlier this afternoon. They have not confirmed reports that it was Mary Kennedy, and they have not confirmed or denied reports that the body was found in an apparent suicide. And uh, one news organization, ABC News here in the United States, reporting that Mary Kennedy was found hanged. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Well, you know, I think what's happened here is you know, uh, another Kennedy, uh, uh, another woman killed in the, near the Kennedys, no investigation. Like, pfft, th you know, what else is new? This happens every decade. Another story that got my attention from, which is another one. That this one, talk about something falling off the map. It became a big meme with a bunch of bull crap uh, hits on YouTube that we all believe were done by robots. So the thing is never a big deal. And then it ended in the most bizarre way, which is the Coney dude running around berserk and naked. The man behind the popular online video calling for the arrest of Ugandan rebel leader Joseph Kony has been detained and taken to hospital in the U.S. Jason Russell and his charity Invisible Children made the film Kony 2012. Witnesses say he was seen naked and screaming at drivers in San Diego in California. His group says the controversy surrounding the video has taken an emotional toll on Russell. Several residents in the neighborhood were very concerned about a uh, male that they described as a white male in his late 20s that was acting strangely. Um, there were various stages of undress that were described, you know, that he was wearing underwear, that he was naked, that kind of thing, that he was running into the roadway, that he was interfering with traffic, screaming, and that kind of thing. Officers responded to the welfare check, did contact the man, and uh, he was no problem for the police department. However, during the evaluation with him, we did learn that we probably needed to take care of him, so the officers detained him and transported him to a local medical facility for further evaluation and treatment. <laughs> yeah, remember he was jerking off on the on, in the in the in the intersection. That was fantastic. And it does fit in with uh with some news that came out this week. YouTube, John, I don't know if you caught this, has uh, essentially penalized the music business and removed hundreds of millions of hits from their YouTube videos. For their uh, for a lot of their artists because they were all bogative. Hello, I'm here. Yeah, so I thought you were going to a clip. No, no, no. So no, so I'm saying that this Coney thing. The first thing we said was, "Oh, that's bogus." All those hits, and then of course, what happens is. You know, you, yeah, the story started coming. Remember, there was like a weekend of everyone saying, "Oh my God, this is, this is it's viral! It's a viral sensation!" And then, of course, it really started to get hits because people were like, "Oh, let's go check this thing out. Whatever was going on." But yeah, it was totally gamed, and you know, we're kind of seeing the proof now that YouTube is now going back and uh, and penalizing people for for fake hits. And, uh, and oh, good! And, it's and about time. Hundreds of millions of hits. Yeah, but I would love to go. Um, we should we should figure out what happened to that guy. 
the Coney. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, you all these at this time of year, all these news networks have all these retrospectives. They won't bring any of this stuff up. They're not going to talk about Mary Kennedy being hanged this year. They're not going to talk about the Coney phenomenon this year. They're not going to do any of this stuff. Or they're especially not going to talk about that school in Cleveland or the Cleveland area. Uh, it's just amazing to me. And the one story, of course, that they never bring up, which is the one that was it was brought it gets brought up only by Democracy Now. And the clip of it, and this we we bring this up constantly, but the clip that you want to play is Jim Crow Lives. Okay. Today there are more African Americans under correctional control, whether in prison or jail, on probation or on parole, than there were enslaved in 1850. And more African American men are disenfranchised now because of felon disenfranchisement laws than in 1870. A legal scholar and civil rights advocate, Michelle Alexander, has argued in her recent book that although Jim Crow laws have been eliminated, the racial caste system it's set up remains intact. It's simply been redesigned designed, and now racial control functions through the criminal justice system. Um, you know, when people are released from prison and have a criminal record, uh, they are discriminated against for the rest of their life in employment. For the rest of their life, they got to check that box on employment applications, knowing that application is likely going straight to the trash. Sometimes not even convicted, you have to say you were arrested. Yes, absolutely. And in public housing, you can be barred from public housing just based on an arrest. You don't even have to be convicted. People returning home from prison want to return to their children or their families. Their families risk eviction just by allowing um, their loved ones to come home to them. Under federal law, you're deemed ineligible for food stamps for the rest of your life if you've been convicted of a drug felony. Now, fortunately, many states have now opted out of the federal ban on food stamps for drug offenders, but it's still the case that thousands of people can't even get food, food stamps, because they were once caught with drugs that's right that's right now why 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 should we mention that the only people who mention that are uh, the chinese and russia who say that we are yeah. huge human rights offenders and then you know of course everyone goes oh oh you stupid ruskies oh you chiners don't say that about us well the, the chinese do have a point because we call them yo they're running prison camps and labor camps and the numbers don't don't bear it out. We're the ones with the with the prison camps, and we're the ones that have federal company or companies with the name federal in them that that buy prisoners to work for ten cents an hour. You telling me Federal Express has prisoners? No, not maybe. <laughs> let me let me do it before you because I know you want to do a few more of these to round out the year, and I think that's a good idea. Uh, let me give you a, just a couple reports here from uh, from Euroland. Uh, where things, of course, are, are, are not going well, as you know. Um, the uh, Lagarde's List, uh, which is also, I would say, not really covered well in the United States at all, uh, is uh, still on fire there in Greece. Politicians from a number of parties are calling for the law that protects ministers in Greece from prosecution not to apply to former finance minister George Papakonstantinou. The 51-year-old, who negotiated the country's bailout in 2010, is accused of removing the names of three of his relatives from the so-called Lagarde list. <laughs> How awesome was it going there? I mean, those oh, guys, man, it was like, you know, it was like it was like three of his his family members all called, you know, Constantinou, proper you, whatever. And just take them off the list. Ah, fantastic. What's great now, though, is, you know, there isn't kind of like an alternative economy 
is starting to uh, uh, starting to crop up in uh, in Greece. Of course, as happens, you know, people are survivors. And uh, since they can't afford heating oil anymore... Bad news for austerity-stricken Greeks is also proving to be bad news for the environment, specifically the air quality in Athens. Wood has soared in popularity, with many of the city's residents using it to heat their houses. So they're just they're burning wood now. <laughs> People are burning wood in their houses, and it's causing... It's causing like this smoke over. What, are they just over? putting up a, a fire in the middle of the of the, of the living room. I guess they ha- they must have something, you know. But they, they're cold. They're cold over here, so they so they're just burning wood. But the uh, the little the the soccer teams uh, have uh, resorted to uh, a new form of uh, sponsorship, which is uh, quite innovative. The beautiful game has a colourful new backer. In tough times, who else to turn to but the local brothel? An unconventional sponsor, (laughs) but Villa Erotica has kept the team on the pitch. For matches, the players must tone down with neutral shirts. The coach, though, says football is full of much shadier sponsors. (laughs) So they've got the local brothel sponsoring the uh, the, (laughs) the local soccer team. They have to wear pink and say hookers on the back? (laughs) It's just Villa Erotica. <laughs> that's very funny. I like it. I think that's great. We should have that even in in non austere times. We just have it yeah. all the time. I think Why it's not? Great. They're they're a commercial operation. They can you know, and it's legal in some parts of the world. Yeah, I mean, I would. I, you know, we're not a commercial outfit, but I wouldn't mind if we had uh, a brothel sponsoring the show or donating. We need some brothel donations <laughs> in more ways than one. If you know what I'm saying. Hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. What do you mean? You just got back from, uh, from yeah, up I got north. Back. Now what do I do? So I got a couple more here from the to round out the year. Okay. The one at the top, the kidding me one, I can't remember what it is, but it's short. You might as well play that. Which one is it? The one at the top says, are you kidding me? Oh, yes. Okay, got it. Also, believe it or not, there's an app for apes, an outreach group for orangutans sent iPads to zoos all over the country. The primates are using them to paint and to color, and scientists hope that they'll eventually Skype with apes at other zoos. (laughs) Are you kidding me? You know, do you ever see what an ape does with Samsonite luggage? What are they, what are they going to do with these pads? I remember, the, I remember this. Wasn't this uh, when this clip came out? Wasn't that just a blatant promotion for the iPad? Wasn't that what we deconstructed it to be? It's a very old clip. I don't think this is from 2012. I think it's older. No, it is from 2012. Really? Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was older. It's either Jan. I think it might have been January. Oh wow! And okay. then I have uh, yeah, another one, which is kind of interesting. Uh, which was it's this was kind of depressing. This is Holder, our attorney general, rationalizing at a speech in Northwestern, and this came again in the first quarter of this year, rationalizing uh, us, the president, and his kill list. With the War and Peace Report, I'm Amy Goodman. The Obama administration has offered its most expansive defense to date of its policy authorizing the assassination of U.S. citizens abroad. In a speech at Chicago's Northwestern University, Attorney General Eric Holder outlined what the White House billed as the legal rationale for its claimed right to kill U.S. citizens who belong to al-Qaeda or associated forces. Holder said it's preferable to capture suspected terrorists when possible, but claimed the government also reserves the right to use lethal force. Specifically, Holder said the U.S. can target those who play an operational role in attacks that pose an imminent threat. 
we must also recognize that there are instances where our government has the clear authority, and I would argue the responsibility to defend the United States through the appropriate and lawful use of lethal force. This principle has long been established under both U.S. and international law. In response to the attacks perpetrated and the continuing threat posed by al-Qaeda, the Taliban, and associated forces, Congress has authorized the President to use all necessary and appropriate force against those groups. Because the United States is in an armed conflict, we are authorized to take action against enemy belligerents under international law. The Constitution empowers the President to protect the nation from any imminent threat of violent attack. And international law recognizes the inherent right of national self-defense. None of this is changed by the fact that we are not in a conventional war. Win, lose, or drone! That's right. Oh, yeah, no one talks about that anymore. No, and you don't see it in the retrospectives on the media. They won't talk about Holder going on about this, or even the, the fact that we killed that guy. And the thing is, he says the Taliban is a, like a direct threat? Yes. What, yeah. the, the, well, gave you a while, direct threat to the nation? While you're on that for just one second, just under the, uh, uh, the, B, the BBC, and I caught a bit of this, I just want to play the opening they did uh, a whole a panorama. Uh, it's a very, it's a pretty good BBC show. They did a whole thing about uh, drone warfare uh, in Waziristan, which, of course, we called before you ever heard of it before in your life. We said, "Watch for this Waziristan, which is where the pipeline oh, yeah. crosses well, you, Pakistan." Actually, you, you, yeah, you spotted that one way early. Oh yeah, all you have to do is just see where they're laying. Follow the, pipe. the pipeline, yeah, boom! Follow there the is. pipeline. So, so here's the BBC, but they don't ask the central question. It's the weapon that kills its target by remote control, thousands of miles away. It's a very humane type of warfare, given the ugliness and the, and the killing that warfare entails. America says its drones are destroying Al-Qaeda, protecting Western lives. It's great. There's a Taliban shooting into the air, my favorite. This thing is kept on a very tight leash. But the drones are killing civilians, women and children as well. As children lose their lives, then the battle for the hearts and minds is immediately lost. Tonight, the secret war that's angered a whole nation. No more drones! No more drones! Is it making us any safer? This is completely counterproductive. It actually helps the militants to recruit people. So what they don't ask, and I watched this whole thing, it's in the show notes, 474.nashownotes.com, they don't actually ask why we're droning people in Waziristan. So, so you listen to No Agenda, you know why. It's, it's protecting the pipeline. But there's, there's, not, there's no question whatsoever about why this is happening and how in the world this can make any difference to us here. And by the way, it's not a declared war. This is not even the Army. It's the CIA doing this stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. That would be wrong to have that in our retrospective. Can't have that. And I like the use of the word humane. <laughs> this thing's on How's the it humane? Well, we, you know, we, we, we don't make you suffer. We just kill you right out. You know, done. Unbelievable. All right, give me another So my la- the last clip I'll play just so we don't get too boring. I, I, there's, you know, we, these retrospectives are, it's, it's, it's nice you know, to look if, back. If at I had known stuff. that you were going to do this, I would have done like some music. We could have done like, a, you know, we can do like Don Lemon does. 
It's like 2012 was really a fantastic year. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, and then we can, you know, we could do all kinds of, like Charlie Sheen freaked out. Remember that? Winning, winning, winning. Oh, yeah, we could have put Charlie Sheen in. There's also the one, I do have a clip of Lindsay we'll Lohan and you, did Dick and uh, and Liz and really sucked and went crazy. And now you she, may have, yeah. The oh. one I think you may have forgotten is the clip that I, which is yours, is where they go to Haiti to bring in deworming medicine <laughs> for the children of Haiti while the Clintons are building their hotel on the north side. Kids have worms like dogs. <laughs> it's been great to be able to help out Aaron Jackson and planting peace by doing some fundraisers. I've gotten to introduce him to, to people and help raise money and just help his organization really get moving. He's the amazing guy who's doing all the really hard work and, you know, give him the cash and just let him go do what he does best. Four or five orphanages in Haiti, and I also went out when they distributed the deworming medication um, out in the rural villages and towns. You're distributing food, aid all around the country. So many kids can be, you know, eating their fill, but because they're so filled with worms, they're unable to digest and process that that food. So it's really just kind of a waste. You deworm a kid, and the worms shoot out within usually 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, this just in, uh, the U.S. State Department, as of uh, today, is warning against travel to Haiti because of recent reports of killings, robbery, and infectious disease. Ottawa is also urging Canadians to exercise a, quote, high degree of caution because of high crime rates in various parts of Haiti. Look at the gall of these people. Look at the gall. It's amazing. Yeah, and now, meanwhile, the, the hotels are open. The cruise ships are uh, are arriving. You know, you can you can go to Haiti as long as it's in an organized fashion, and you stay in one of these sanctioned hotels. This is basically saying, don't go on your own, citizen. No, 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 yeah, no. And and finally, the last clip would be this die 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 clip from which is a Facebook post, which again needs some some some. You know, I'd like to see this kind of retrospective elsewhere. ...shooter are just now emerging. Classmates describe Lane as an outcast who'd been bullied. It's unclear why he allegedly opened fire, but in late December, he posted a poem on his Facebook page that read, He longed for one thing, the world to bow at his feet, and ended ominously, die, all of you. <laughs> I don't think Another I uplifting <laughs> subtext story. <laughs> I think that was the kid in Cleveland. Oh, uh, okay. Die, die. <laughs> I don't think I quite remember that movies. one. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's it, John. Um, apparently, uh, we th find things more interesting than the mainstream media as it comes to retrospective of the year past. We uh, we have a very twisted sense of uh, of importance, apparently. We have a sense of, of... It's not even twisted. It's what people really should, be, you know, be thinking about and analyzing and trying to figure out what is what is it they're trying to put what wool what type of wool are they trying to pull over our eyes and why and i think from the beginning of this show like the, the item you mentioned with the uh with the credit card thing being a scam to, so you can keep the high interest rates and they don't have to get stuck with the fraud charges there's a classic example that's not discussed exactly well 
We hope to do a lot more of the uh, deconstruction for you in 2013. John, do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions since I won't speak to you until the uh, new year? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, clean my office. (laughs) All right. Well, I wish you a very uh, safe transition, my friend. Thank you. Stay away from those Russian hookers. And I hope that you're back in Austin by the end of January. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Well, we're hoping that as well, and we thank everyone for uh, hoping along with us and supporting the best podcast in the universe. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation Lowlands, day 24 in exile in Amsterdam. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on, well, in the new year. No Agenda Producers Update is next on the stream. Take care, everybody. We love you. Goodbye. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A.